Hi guys, it's Deborah Marie Rodriguez with Deborah Marie Rodriguez Podcast and Teachings. I am here today with another podcast series. And well, this is actually a podcast. This is going to be one podcast today. And this podcast is what's really requested um, for me, which is why I'm doing this podcast as well. And I wanted to talk about this too, to basically relate to so many other things that I, you know, that people are going through and that they have questions too. So one thing about me is, is that I want my platform to be very open to many people and to talk about different things that maybe they're not getting from what they're looking for. They might be looking on YouTube for it. They might be looking for it at church. They might be just curious as to how I feel about certain things and how I, you know, perceive certain things. So first off, I definitely want to give you guys a disclaimer. Okay. This podcast series is not to bash. It's not to talk bad on anyone. It's not to judge anyone's specific lifestyle or what they're experiencing now. Okay. This is not to throw a stone. Um, this is not to be discriminatory or judgmental toward anyone that might be on the other side of maybe some situations that I'm talking about, maybe some different things that they've experienced. So it's really not to bring up, um, like, just a big bash or anything. It's just for me to be really authentic about some of my personal experiences and other people that I've like met or I've been friends with or asked me different things regarding even when I was in my ministry, you know, even now, but just me having like real, like legit talks with people about things that people really don't like to talk about. And so, um, that's why I'm here today. I'm here to answer like a lot of questions and just a lot of concerns and even just many things that people are curious to know about me or how I feel about certain things because I might not speak about this type of this thing um maybe a lot like people might think and I actually do I did a podcast if you go listen to one of my podcasts it is in one of my series thrive I actually talk about exposing sexual abuse so I talk about all of this type of stuff in this specific podcast if you go back this is maybe one of my first series on the podcast so if you go all the way back you're gonna it's the fourth week I believe in the thrive series a title exposing um sexual abuse so you're going to hear me talking about really a lot of things that I'm talking about now I talked about in that specific series there might be maybe a few new things but other than that I I really kind of talked about this and so this is why I've come to my kind of this is how I've come to my, you know, realization on many things. All right. It's not just from what I experienced, but it's also me relating to other people and their actual personal experiences that I went through with them, like literally personally. Okay. So if you are hearing this podcast and you are just like, look, I mean, this is too much. I don't want to then go ahead. You can go ahead and, you know, not listen to it. So it's definitely nothing to bring a negative connotation or anything on that on, you know, in that type of way. But it's definitely something that needs to be talking about, talked about, especially from my perspective, which I understand. And I'll tell you what I feel, what I believe, what I feel to be with my personal relationship with Christ as for my personal journey and what I feel as for me. All right. I don't know what other pastors, preachers, ministers say. 
I don't know their perspective on how they feel about this specific topic, but I'm just giving you how I feel. And um, I also want to just uh, share something, you know, a few other things as well. So let me just go ahead and pray. I definitely want to pray uh, before I get started. So dear Heavenly Father, we just come to you today. I thank you for me being able to share and be a witness um, of Jesus on my platform And God, I just pray that whoever is listening to this podcast, that they are able to listen to this podcast and get something from it. Get something from it that they might have not seen before. Not that they will change or it's not to change or, you know, condemn them, but that they see something from a different light. And God, I just pray for any listeners that are listening right now that are lost at need answers that need help or that are looking for different answers and different things. I pray that they get a sign or they get what they might be looking for or something from this specific podcast. God, I thank you for just being great. I thank you for loving us and showing us your love each and every day, even as we experience our own stuff and we are not perfect, but you see us as something so just a prized possession so god i thank you for that and just loving us the way we are so i give you all honor and glory in jesus name amen all right so let's get started and so one thing i want to start uh talk about something that i saw this week was like this letter and this letter was like trending about this um like somebody getting like dismissed from a church because of their lifestyle or because how they weren't living correctly or something like that. And they were like getting dismissed from this specific church. I completely thought that was chaos. It was highly ridiculous. The fact that, you know, somebody's turning away someone because they are like their lifestyle that they're living. There's people doing worse things that are like literally trying to burn down buildings trying to do all kind of crazy stuff and that's different you know if they're doing that type of stuff and they're coming into threat with your church that's a different series but you know like I mean that's a different thing but trying to turn somebody away for a lifestyle is completely absurd and I just think that when I saw that it just grieved my spirit because these specific um they were trying to turn her away because she had not attended church in a specific time and so you know it's it's sad that many churches actually monetize their members and and i see that now in the systematic church and it's it's very disheartening and this is why when i did visit churches just to you know just to fellowship and i i i mean most places i went uh which weren't that many places i'm not saying like i hopped to like 10 different churches no it was probably like i probably went to like visit some with friends but probably sat in like two churches but even visiting the the churches they are so in a rush to make you become a member you know as if they have to take you through this whole thing and um i just remember being one place and i was i was just like yeah i'm just here for worship (laughs) you know like i'm just here worshiping i'm i'm that's it and so it's so much it's just such a rush and so with this specific person they had this letter and they were telling this person you haven't been to church in this amount of time like we have to dismiss you and you literally sent the woman a letter. Um, another thing was um, 
they were talking about her lifestyle and how she was living and saying, you know, she cannot come to like, you don't do that. You're supposed to be a church. So it was just almost like, I think that in this season now and like this, 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 I know everybody just says culture so much. I don't want to keep using the word culture, but culture, nature, everybody uses so much, but this specific like time and period that we're in, it's almost like the pastors and the the churches and just a disclaimer i'm not talking about everybody please i'm just talking about in general because there's so many churches out there i mean so many leaders it's not like i have people number like that i can just call them and say hey i was talking about you on my podcast but there it's almost like they're embarrassed of their congregations and their congregation sin you know their problems and different things like as if they don't want to be around them as if it's going to make them any less holy because they're around them and i feel like it's just become so like glittery and sprinkly and you know we don't want to sit by someone who is identified something so something you're going to hear me say a lot is i say and i started saying this a while ago probably years ago when i first started my ministry i started to say instead of calling people directly um homosexual or that i called them they identified themselves as homosexual, okay? So I say that they identified themselves. And the reason why I started to say that is because I didn't wanna place an identity on someone who was actually still trying to make up their mind. I didn't wanna create an identity and put an identity on someone who was trying, who was kind of actually choosing to kind of come out of this lifestyle. They were maybe trying to, maybe they were kind of tempted in this area. Maybe they were, you know, like some people experimenting in this area, but they did not want to, full take on this identity of this specific thing. And so I feel like this is what I see it as. And I'm going to break that down of of what, how I look at homosexuality, what I see it as, just like what I see anything else. And I'm talking about this the same way I would be talking about any other lifestyle. Like as if I'm talking about, uh, let's see, fornication, or when I say fornication, Sex, premarital sex, okay, that's something that's very popular in the world, and we don't talk about it enough. So I will talk about that as well because it's it's so popular, and people have made it like a thing. You know, we are too busy worrying about looking at people who are twisting and throwing their hair and doing drag shows, and we are so you hear about that so much. You know, people are condemning, 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 but we don't hear enough about people in the bed like literally (laughs) fornicating, literally living with, you know, your spouse and you're not married yet. You're a concubine. You know, I'm getting into that, uh, which is back in the time you would be considered a prostitute. We all would be considered prostitutes (laughs) until you are delivered. So, so many people were harlots and prostitutes, but it was hot. It was hidden. And, you know, I'm going to get into that too. I'm also going to get into adultery. You know, people just think, okay, adultery as for your married Yes, you're married, you commit adultery, but a lot of single people are sleeping with married people. And then that's not the only thing about adultery. You know, God called that nation in the book of Hosea an adulterous nation, meaning they were sleeping around with other idols. So even if you're single married, it's the, the whole aspect of adultery is you're committing a infidelity against God okay you're taking on other practices you're taking on other ideas you're putting people in your you you know so many people are putting relationships this has become a time where everyone wants to rush into a marriage or do this and that okay it's completely fine to talk about it it's completely fine to say that you are um in this type of stuff that's great 
but it's become so much of a point that we don't talk about celibacy you know that's why i'm going to be going to be getting into that podcast we don't talk about abstinence we don't talk about actually people wanting to choose not to be married wanting to choose to be single like how do you help and and equipped and be mentor people who actually want to choose to live a life of singleness with no sex like how do you help these type of people who feel like you know what i don't want to get married to a specific person on earth i want to be remain married to god and i want to um dedicate myself to this some people have might have the gift of celibacy where they're this is who they're going to be they don't want to get married but even though they don't want to get married we have to talk about things like okay you still need to honor your body you know because that so how how do we um that's why i'm going to be talking about that because we have different situations like that where people everyone doesn't want to be married everyone doesn't want to be in a relationship you know everyone doesn't want to have a big fancy wedding everyone some people get eloped i was talking about that the other day like some people are married you have no idea they are married you don't see a big ceremony so you assume that they're not married you really don't know um i've married like couples secretly where it was me them me and them and they got married and they didn't have a big um organ they didn't have a big thing because they didn't want a big thing they got their marriage license and they got married i've i've done that before for people so there's some people that you really have no idea if they're married or not you know and there's a lot of people that you don't know if they are doing such and such because they don't post it so the, this is the main thing i'm talking about this and i want to talk about and get into this specific teaching because the question is so many people ask me guys women people who were identifying themselves as homosexual identify themselves as bisexual or transsexual pan i mean i've met an asexual you know which is like someone who's like not attracted <laughs> to they have so many things but is when i say homosexuality this is this is the, the what i'm talking about i'm talking about someone who is same sex okay same sex transgender that's also considered in that because you are transgender but you are still in your past state you are still having this attraction toward this even though you're you you've changed your identity it's still in the aspect and that goes into more i can talk about that on a, something else but I'll, as well as a bisexual okay so meaning you are in you are both attracted to hitter you know same sex and and this and you know another which is same thing so this is what i'm saying homosexual i'm talking about these three things okay incest incest as well um incest is not considered the same sex but incest also op does open a door because of the the um ancestral meaning like your inside family and you're sleeping you know with the same that also opens the door to this specific past or familiar spirit all right so that does open the door so i'm going to be talking about that as well because that's very important and so many people don't think that but ancestral that does open the door to this type of stuff and especially if you were some people that experienced incest experienced it with a same sex all right a same sex so that's something that we're gonna be talking about okay so um so first off something else that i want to say is a lot of people that might be listening on this podcast because we do have 
I have a lot of people that come to this podcast, including people who are in witchcraft, all types of people. So I understand that. But there's certain people that they they they're okay with being in the lifestyle of fornication, meaning they don't care. Okay, they're like, look, I live with my man. We're, we're having sex. We're about to be married. Even if we're married, you know, these are people they're saying like, you know, we're in common law and they're not married. They just live together. Yeah, no, that's still me personally. I'm not settling for that. I don't know about anyone else, but that's just me and my, you know, I can't, I just can't settle for that. That's just me. So, uh, but many people do a lot of, just like a lot of people like to be in witchcraft. They don't care. All right. So I want to talk to you guys and something else. Um, I want to talk to you guys about a story. I have a few stories, like just different people I've talked to on the journey and I'm going to be talking about them today and just their testimonies, not giving their name, not giving too much information, but about them because that's, that's, um, even though I'm not saying their name, um, I still want to be discreet regarding certain things. So I won't talk about everything. All right. So we're going to talk about, um, Something that I want to talk about is, and I talk about this in all my podcasts, there is the rebel. This is, and this is what the Holy Spirit revealed to me years ago. And I always teach it. I've always taught it in my ministry because this is what the Lord has revealed to me years ago. And I did teachings on it. I taught my students on it and I told them the difference of it and how you know the difference of it and also to recognize it in your own heart and your own life. There's repent and there's rebellious. Okay. There's somebody who wants to repent or want to turn away. There's a repentive heart. Okay. And then there's a rebellious heart. And I'm pretty sure we've all been in a rebellious heart and we've been in a repentive heart, but a repentive heart is going to feel convicted. They're going to feel like, you know what? Hey, I kind of don't want to do this anymore. This is kind of like something about this doesn't feel right. I don't really want to do this anymore. And a rebellious heart it's just like, you know what? I don't care. This is who I am. You know, whatever, whatever. Forget God. I mean, but just, you have to be careful because just because a person is in something that you feel are is to cons- be considered sin or a lifestyle does not mean they are not repentant. That's important. It doesn't mean they are repentant just because you see them that they still might be living in this. They could be very well trying to come out of this, trying to find a way, or they probably are not going, they probably just are in a situation where they might not see it as truth as you see it. So you have to look at that just because you see something and a God has convicted you with something and you see it doesn't mean that this specific, this specific, specific person has the same revelation or conviction as to what they're doing. They might not see it the way you see it. So I talked about that in many podcasts, you know, I talked about that in, in my podcast outbound, how the Lord told me to go up to this guy who identified himself as homosexual. I knew he identified himself as homosexual because I saw it. And God told me to tell him that he loved him. And I said, God, why would you tell me that you love someone who is practicing this? You don't agree with this. And God told me, I didn't tell you to tell me anything about what I agree with. I told you to tell him. So as I told the guy, the guy said, I know he loves me, but he doesn't agree with what I'm doing. And so he felt that he needed to be pushed far away from God because God did not agree with what he was doing. And that was a lie. God did not want, he didn't, so many times we perceive and we kind of try to, we try to make this perception of what we feel God is saying for someone else, you know, or what we, 
what we feel like, you know, he's not loving them because they're going through that. And no, that's not true. That's not true. Like for some things that I talk about and that I preach, people get upset at me because they don't understand why I'm saying it or why I'm preaching it. But God told me to say it and he told me to preach it. He might not tell someone else to preach something else. He might not tell someone else to dress a certain way. He might not tell someone else to do some certain things. He might not tell someone else to to do this, but he's telling me to do what he's telling me to do. So this is why I'm, I'm saying this specifically because not all times we are going to understand what God is telling someone else to do versus what he's telling us to do. If that makes sense. All right. So that's important. Um, so I want to talk about this, this guy, this one guy, and I have so many stories to tell you guys, but I was doing a Bible study. I had my own dance studio. I was about 21 doing a Bible study. I would do Bible studies every week in my dance studio. We would meet from like seven to 9 PM I would have snacks sometimes for them and you know we would it would be like night and we'd be talking about god literally have visitations and everything so there is this one guy who was really going through a lot at his job and what we found out that he had just came out from being you know he just came out and identified himself as homosexual so he worked like with a lot of women and he was getting teased and bullied because you know, he had came out as being this person from like holding this in all this time. So he decided that he was going to release this. And so something else that I want to say before I get into this story, there are some people that are going through experiences and they know like, okay. And I understand that just from the people that I've talked to, like they, they know that, okay, um, I'm wrestling with this. Like, I don't know who this is, who I am, but like I'm not enough of this to to say that this is my identity. Okay. So there you have people like that. I'm not enough of this. Like I, I don't feel that this is my identity. All right. Then on other terms, you have certain people who it's, it's so much. They say, you know what? I feel like this is my identity. I have to let this out. I have to explode. And this is why certain people you see when they don't let this out, they're very depressed. They're very suicidal. You know, they're very, they're going through this. And then when they do, um, people like people say come out the closet they are you feel you see them happy they're feeling like themselves and then after that they have to go through this phase of being judged now that they're coming out of this so I feel like this part of saying this is who who they are um in a way like that is part I always say like that is part of their their journey what they had to do they had to in order for for certain people it's just like if you don't say that something happened to you you're not going to like you're not going to be able to get to really know really know what it is you're not really going to know you know hey this is who I am this is who I am so for certain people that might be their specific route for other people like okay you you went through this you're going through this and you just know that this is not who you are for me specifically when I was 17 um I it was the night of prom I um you know I had a mohawk in my hair people didn't know but I used for prom I had like this really nice dress it was like this greenish goldish dress on it was backless I had these gold shoes you know I really wanted like this punk rock dress (laughs) but I ended up getting this other dress you know and I won most likely to succeed that day 
you know, I met this guy at prom. We started talking. And he wasn't anyone's boyfriend or anything like that. My date was actually a college uh, He was in college. And someone from high school actually started talking to my date. But I wasn't, like, into the guy. Like, you know, we wasn't dating. So I, I really didn't care. But anyway, um... I had this mohawk or whatever and we were getting ready to this was the day so i went to mcdonald's that day and i had my nails done so this person who worked there she just came up to me and she was like you know we were talking like just like how i'm talking now like yeah how you doing so she said oh you know could i get uh you seem like a great person can i give uh you my number and i was like oh yeah so keep in mind i didn't know that this girl was like into women I had no idea she was into women. I was not into women. My ex-boyfriend was so acting up, treating me like crap. You know, we didn't go to prom together. It was nothing like that. So I was just like in this whole whatever mode. So I did not know this woman was like into women. So what happened was she started texting me all the time. Um, she was actually into women and men. So she started texting me all the time and everything like that. And, you know, I would text her, but she I noticed that she would only like text me at night. You know, she would be texting me at night and then she would text this um, this other guy, you know, she would just be texting us and stuff. So all of a sudden, like I hear, you know, something telling me, oh, you know, she take and I was like, no, I'm not. This not who I am. I don't you know, I don't I don't I don't know why you you know, I don't know why I'm thinking this. But before that, she was like texting me like she started complimenting me oh you're so beautiful oh da, da. And, and keep in mind i'm not used to somebody like especially a female saying oh you're so cute you know you're so uh, beautiful uh you're so smart like just every day every day every day hey hey how you doing today every day like almost like she was trying to build this relationship you know this kind of like friendship with me that was i didn't know on her end that she liked me and she was trying to build something more i had no idea about that right that she was trying to like well like people say turn you out she, she was trying so i didn't know that i didn't understand it so i was being nice you know she would like ask me for help and i would help her with little stuff so she was looking at it like okay you know i'm talking to this girl and you know, she would come to my house. Like she wouldn't come in like inside my house, but she would like drive, you know, over there. So it was like, we became friends, you know, I'm thinking, okay, you know, I don't have a friend. So we're, I'm looking at it as we're friends. So all of a sudden, um, one day, you know, I was just, I think I was going to school or something and she texted me and this text, I will never forget this text. And I was like, yeah, you know, I, oh, I got into a relationship. I remember I got into a relationship with this guy. And I remember she told me, she said, um, she was like, you're not gay yet? That's what she said. She said, you're not gay yet? I was like, no, I'm not. That's not who I am. That's what I told her. I was like, that's not who I am. I was never that way. And she just like, she got mad, you know? And she was like, she just like, oh, you know, she got mad. And I was like, and it, it pissed me off because I was like, why would you, why would you come in my life like trying to, you're, this person was purposely like trying to, come to me with that you know she was trying to come to me with that and that's the only thing that make that that makes me upset with people like that you know it's like if you know somebody not like that they're not trying to do that don't try to tempt them especially when they're in a low point where they having bad relationships or they're going through problems with their boyfriend you know what i mean like don't don't do that there's women that go as far as like make trying to make out with you you know and different things like that. Like I've seen that too, where 
people will just come in your face and they're smiling and stuff and they're very promiscuous and then they just make out with you and then you don't know what the heck to do and all of a sudden like it's happened before it's happened to men where women will come upon the men and 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 you know literally assault them and all of a sudden the guy is identifying himself as homosexual now because he was you know raped or something like that and it's the same thing for the women you know if you know you you don't come upon someone that is that that that's not going in that route and try to force that and and try to persuade them to do that you know that's something that they a choice that they should make on their own so this person was very upset that i was not this was not my identity so I knew who I was, you know, I knew who I was. And so I remember one time we, I was heading home and we were walking home from like the McDonald's, you know, and this was when we started hanging out as friends and stuff. And she did, did she tried to lean in and like kiss me. And I said, what are you doing? You know, I looked at her, I was like, what are you doing? And I was like, no, I'm not like that. So it was just like little signs, like little signs. So this was before she texted me and was like, are you this way yet? And I was like, "You." so you came in my life, ex you, you was expecting me to be this way? Like you wasn't even gonna, you weren't even gonna, and she was texting like another guy and other women. Like you wasn't even gonna, you wasn't even, you just trying to make sure I'm this way, you know? So it's like the enemy coming in your face and he trying to pull you in with him. You know, he trying to make sure you coming in with him because and so that's that's the thing that I don't like you know that's the thing that I I don't like I understand if you doing that that's your choice and even though I don't agree with it or I don't support it I don't it's not that I don't agree I don't support it's not that I don't support or love the person that's important okay that's very important for people to um understand like I can be grieved by something and still love a person the same way when I see or when I would be in my apartment and I would hear people having sex and I would hear them through the wall, it would grieve me. It would grieve me so bad. And I just remember the next week that was me doing the same thing. So just imagine hearing, you know, in the past, like hearing people doing stuff and then you're doing it too. You don't, you don't feel it cause you're doing it, but it can be grieving someone else if that makes sense. So yeah, it fornication grieves me. You know, people having sex and all this stuff, it grieves me. Even on movies, when I see some stuff and people not married, like it, it will grieve me, you know? And so, because it grieves my spirit, it grieves the Holy Spirit. So it's very important to understand that, you know, you can be grieved by something and you you can still some people you can be grieved by it and somebody else and not realize it but you don't you don't feel grieved about it when you do it but then a moment is over or it's done you feel grieved about it you know so yeah so i yeah so that's what i wanted to talk about like seeing uh, seeing people seeing this and something else just seeing people in the act of like homosexuality you know like seeing people on um line i think i was it was some years ago i remember i was following somebody some years ago and they were in this relationship and they were like kissing on their um their oh i was in a i remember i was in i had a, like a minty and you know i follow all of them they're with they're with teenagers this was some years ago with teenagers and they were like posting their stuff because i always keep up with my students but they were like posting 
pictures of them and their boyfriend and you know whatever and I was like yeah this is grieving me <laughs> you know like I can't I can't see this and it wasn't that I didn't love him or I didn't see like him as a bad person I didn't see him as a bad person I just it grieved my spirit you know everybody's not gonna feel the same so many people might feel like love is love you know this shouldn't grieve you this is love no 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 it's just like me seeing um like me going through incest you know or seeing like a mom or something like just just like something it was an article online of a mom was started to sleep with her daughter and so her and her daughter was going to get married like they were in a same-sex relationship and this was her mom and it oh i was so angry i was looking at the screen i was furious and because this mom had groomed her 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 daughter into sleeping with her at a young age. And so as she got older, the daughter said, yeah, this is what I want. I want to be with my mom. But she was, she had groomed her. She had sexually abused her for so many years. And, and she had now wanted to marry this little girl that was now her daughter as an adult. And it, oh, it, it, I was so upset. I was so upset. And so that's when, when I see people like, um, I see people um, like doing all this type of stuff you know and you know i experienced this i experienced this and i also it was a guy in my life years ago who actually was he was still in this and i had no idea and the holy spirit revealed to me and it actually was in a situation where you know i it, i kind of in a way caught him in a way you know but yeah it was it was so traumatizing you know it was it was traumatizing because there's still people as adults that are still in incest with their parents, you know, and their grandparents and their sisters and their brothers because nobody have intervened in their life. And this is why you see them become sexual um, predators and stuff like this because they have not intervened. And when I say intervene, meaning they have not realized in their mind, hey, this is wrong or this is not right or you know what this is. And, and that's that's dangerous. You know, it's dangerous when you go through a, a specific situation with sexual abuse and you grow up to be an abuser because no one has told you that, hey, you don't just you don't do this with your family member. You know, you don't do this. So in a in a culture, in a world that everything is OK and little kids are having sex with little kids at school and it's OK to for a little boy to touch another little boy's butt. And if the parent goes off that parent is discriminating against the little boy because the little boy is identifies, identifies himself as homosexual. Like that's wrong. You know what I mean? Because that other little boy didn't ask to be touched, you know? And so it becomes a big issue when we try to, when we try to support and like, I'm not trying to say like support, but we try to like hide the fact that some things, some people are being illegally violated and we're, we're saying it's, it's love in the name of God. And it's not, you know, it's different if you are agreeing or this is your lifestyle by choice versus you are just kind of putting your own thing on everybody else. That's a different thing. You know, that's a different thing. I, I feel I feel like personally people should have a choice to do things. People should not be groomed. They should not be swayed. They should have a choice to, to do to do things and have a choice. You know, I want to talk about. um I have so much to talk about today, but I want to talk about me teaching in the schools. And um, there was, I taught little boys, all right? I taught ballet and I taught little boys. And look, I've met some awesome ballet dancers that were men. Some, and all ballet dancers that are men are not, they do not identify themselves as homosexual. That is a lie. 
a lot of them are very mas masculine. Even I also see masculinity in guys who identify themselves as homosexual as ballet dancers. They are some of the best ballet dancers. They are some of the best artistic directors. They are some of the best talented people that I've ever met. Even the even in the makeup um, industry, I'm going to get into that too. In the makeup industry, um, all that type of stuff. Like they shouldn't, I don't think that a man should stop like should I, I don't think that he should not express his emotions when I when we say feminine we think feminine is, is twisting or no, no 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 feminine can be nurturing more um, emotions you know maybe he likes to cook maybe he likes to dance dance isn't just feminine dance is not just for women dance is also for men you know and so we get to the point where we think like okay boys have to play with dinosaurs and different things like this yeah, that's important, but girls could play with dinosaurs too. You know, girls should know about dinosaurs. Just like I think boys should know how to change a diaper. <laughs> you know, they should learn how to change a diaper. And this is why men get in there, they get married and have kids. They don't even know how to change a diaper. They don't know how to uh, uh, put no clothes on the, uh, on, the, on the kids. They don't know how to do a hair, nothing, because they, they really didn't learn. So I think it's, a, it's important for it's important for both sexes, I believe, to practice. I understand gender roles, like to practice those things, but understand like, okay, this is who, this is this is what you are. And I'm, I'm about to get into that in the next point, but this is what you are here. You are here in this specific vessel, in this specific role, because God had a plan for you in this specific identity or, or vessel suit, okay? This is why you're here. And I had to explain that to, I had someone, um, yeah, I had, I had a few, people in my Bible studies that were actually, they came to the, the Bible studies that were actually homosexual or identified themselves as homosexual. They chose, Hey, this is who I am. All right. I've, I had people in my Bible studies. I had people who identified they didn't, you know, I, I look at it as an identity. I don't look at it as, as it's, it's who I don't look at it as like, okay, you're just consumed with who the, these, this is. And so many people, we feel like, okay, you know, they they are you know they're different they're a different community no i feel like we we we're all the same we just have different identities we have different characteristics about ourselves we have different motives we have different interests and so that's what makes us different but what really brings us uh, all together as christians is is jesus and so i'm going to get into that too so um basically with the dancers, you know, I'm going back to the dancers. So I was teaching in the classroom and I had boy dancers. I had like five boy dancers. My, the, the program, the dance program had grew within a year from like 150, 150 students. And I was keeping, I was a hit, the only, you know, da uh, dance choreographer. I was doing the recitals, planning. I was doing backstage rehearsals, everything for my students. Like I did the whole production. And so I've been doing production for, since I was like, since I was young, I've been acting, theater, dance, all that stuff since I was young. So I was doing all this stuff. So anyway, I had so many, um, the, the program had grew from 150 students. I was teaching a week to 300 in a week. And I was teaching all of these students in gymnastics and these, and the performing arts all together. So the boy students had grew over the course of a year, six months, it had grew and they had started in January, you know, the next semester. And I was so excited. I'm always so excited to see, um, 
girls and boys, you know, to see both in my, in my classroom. I'm, I'm very excited to see that. And these were like from ages from three to six. So it's very important that I understand that they do have their own identities and who they are, but I also have to protect certain things that they might not even know yet, you know, to make sure that they're making their own choice and they're not trying to be swayed. So anyway, the students were going through this little phase of nail polish. So they would polish their nails like blue and and uh, red and they would polish their nails and it was just this phase that they were in. So one of my students, his mom said, yeah, he's in this phase where he's wearing his little pink um, Crocs. He wants to wear pink today and I'm just letting him do what, he, what he's doing and that's what he wants to do today. And she was just, you know, like, this is who I am. Uh, this is who he is, which, you know, that's fine. He was wearing his pink shoes. And um, for me, I do like, I, I like that the mother was, what that the mother still loved her son, regardless of she saw that, okay, he's kind of leaning toward, you know, leaning toward pink. He's doing like this. I, I like that she still loved her son and she did not change the way he was. And I could tell she had so, uh, she had her and the, her and the father. They had so much um, unconditional love for their child. And I, I love that they, it was like, you know, he's feeling this way today. And pink isn't just for, for, uh, for, you know, women, you know, I, I mean, that's something I, when I started seeing men wear pink shirts, I was like, when men wearing pink, why are men wearing pink, you know? And, but I mean, so many masculine men wear pink. <laughs> so, so I realized like, okay. And this isn't, you know, this is just what we're looking at it as being. So anyway, this guy, little guy joined my class and there was another guy. He also wore like polish. And I remember one of the teachers in my classroom, she was, she identified herself as homosexual. And I think she had a, a girlfriend or something. So I looked, the, this is the first student that I saw the polish. This was like maybe six months prior to these two students coming in. It was a whole nother guy. And he had polish and on his toes. And I said, um, you know, the, the woman, the teacher was like, yeah, his mom polished his toes, you know? And I was like, okay. And she was like, yeah, we just kind of let them flow. And, and, you know, we let them do whatever they want. We let, we just let everything flow. You know, she was, she was very liberal. Okay. And a lot of people ask, well, are you liberal? No, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. I feel like I am not extra liberal. I feel like it's not, it's not good to be it's, it's good to have a, it's good to have some middle, all right, middle ground. It's good because there's some things like, I'm just not the type of person like, woo, woo. I, I used to be very free spirited. And, um, but I've still always had like a moral background. All right. I'm not going to do, just do whatever. And this is why you see people there just flying and everything's free. Yeah, no, nah, I'm not like that. All right. So there's some things I, I, I'm not all the way just, just oh okay hard conservative you know so I'm, I'm I feel like there's there's a balance there needs to be a balance because there's I'm not some people are really rude and they are very strict and they don't have a heart in in more conservative you know and some people that are more very liberal they don't have any boundaries so I feel like as anybody you should have some type of like okay I'm gonna respect myself because if you don't have any boundaries you're you're out there looking like whatever you know so I do believe 
that people have a choice okay and so by this little boy i remember this little boy in the class he was three and she was like yeah you know he, he we just let everything flow here and you know keep in mind she was already moving on like a more liberal kind of way like you know you don't we don't tell anyone what to do here we just let them be be them which i understand but my authority as a, as a teacher in that classroom, this was a teacher that brought her students in my classroom. This is important. So I had a whole studio on the, on the, in the um, school, literally the school, I had my own studio inside of the school. So all of the students came in and mirrors, dance floor, everything. And they came to train before rehearsals. That was my thing. I trained them professionally in dance and they, they did a show twice a year. And then it got to the point where they did a big show once a year. All right. So in my class, it's different. <laughs> my class, I have different ways I do things. I have different ways I say things. I have a, dis a different discipline pattern. Everyone's different. You know, my students just don't run around the place and do whatever they want. And this is why a lot of teachers would say, you know, how do you get your kids so disciplined? You're, you're teaching all these students a week. How do you do this? And they listen to you. They actually listen, listen to you. Like they listen to you. Well, because it's how I set my structure. How I, when they come in the class, what I do, when they leave the class, everything is in alignment. And this is how I kept them to be in a structure. And when you're doing ballet, tap, any type of dance, you're not all over the place. You're, you have to learn discipline. You have to learn that you can't just talk in class. I mean, when I started training in ballet, I was a teenager um, and I had this thing with talking in class and oh my goodness, I was one of the best dancers in the class, but I was always getting in trouble because I was, because I was talking, you know, I was talking in the class and so yes, I talked way too much and it was just too much. <laughs> so anyway, I learned like a lot of uh, discipline from being in you know, my classes and everything like that. So it really taught me a lot. Um, just taught me a lot of life lessons as well. It's almost like taking a math class. Everybody's different. For me, ballet is like math. You know, it's it's some crazy stuff, <laughs> but it's some good stuff. All right. So what I want to talk about, um, I want to talk about this friend I had. And so I just want to talk about kind of some situations I've been through where I was in situations with, you know, people who identify themselves as um, homosexual and different things like that. But I wanted to go back to how I feel like sometimes I feel like God will place people in your life. You know, they, he will place people in your life. This specific guy at the Bible study I was in, he was very suicidal, very, very suicidal. And, um, you know, this is the one who had came out for the first time about him identifying himself as homosexual, um, homosexual and, you know, being into men. And he came out about it. He was very depressed and he was very suicidal. And I remember at the time, I didn't know he had someone else in his life, you know, a guy. And I remember prophesying over him. And as I prophesied over him, the Lord revealed to me and he just started crying, you know, and the Lord revealed to me that he had put even though this, this guy was, you know, into men, this other guy, and they were 
I didn't know, you know, the context. I don't know if he just met the guy, but God revealed to me that he had put that guy in his life specifically at that specific time in his journey, because this specific person was literally on the verge of committing suicide. That's what I saw. And I remember him crying and I said, the Lord has placed someone in your life in this specific moment because you couldn't talk to anyone, everyone, your, your job, everyone. And so God had brought this specific individual in his life at this specific moment. I didn't know the context of the friendship, the relationship, whatever it was, I didn't know. But I do know that in that specific moment that he met this person at a very low, low time in his life. And I do believe that sometimes we meet people, you know, we have friendships. Do those friendships mean those friendships will be permanent? No, those friendships don't mean that they'll be permanent or that they'll say, or that they'll be that way. But who's to say who God puts in our life for a specific journey in our time. You know, we, we don't know, you know, it's not, it's like God's, uh, God is not going to put, it's like God put someone in my life that is, that's, that's in the bed sleeping with her man every night. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're not married. Who's to say God didn't bring that person in my life to help me along my journey uh, because she's in sin. I might not be doing anything, but she's, she's doing this. This is her lifestyle. She, maybe she could have came in my life for a specific season. That does not mean that I should look at her as a bad person because she's in that specific situation. I think this is where the discrimination comes in with when people feel like, okay, hey, the discrimination part of this, all this stuff comes in and why it's become a big issue and why it's twisted up uh, the way it is because a lot of Christians, believe it or not, you don't realize, but you do, you do that. You do that to people. You look at them as going through this specific thing because you can see what they're going through on the outside and you can't see someone else's sin or someone in something else you can't see them getting drunk every night you don't see that they don't post it you can't see them they, you know they're not posting their relationships so you look at somebody else that you can see and you say ha 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 you know you're not good enough or uh i'm not gonna hire you just because you're with this this man or you with this woman you're, you can't have a job or you know you're you're not gonna you can't work here because you're gonna you're going to um influence the, the, the students another way, or you're going to do this another way, you know? And so I understand that the, the aspect of like, Hey, you know, I don't want to, I'm not, I don't want to bring these practices in my, my, um, you know, I don't want people to think that this is okay, but what about the people that's in your job? That's, you know, posting pictures of them swinging at the strip club. They're doing all this stuff. They're clubbing at night. What about those type of people in your you know, they're coming around your students. They're coming around your staff. What about that? You know, what do you say about those type of things? Or aren't those supposed to be just as, uh, I mean, how we put it horrible? It's, it's what, what is that supposed to, to, to be? You know, you still respect those specific people. You give them the same paycheck. You treat them the same. Why can't you treat someone that might have another way of life the same way as well? And so this comes with love. This is where love comes in. This is where you're able to see people for past what they're experiencing. You're able to see it and say, okay, this is not this person. This is just their lifestyle. Can you, can I, can I, can I sit on the side of you? And so, so many of us, we don't realize it, but we are secretly like this. You are judgmental. You know, you, you don't have to agree with something to love someone. You don't have to agree with somebody to, you know, treat them right. All right. 
And I think it's coming into the aspect of understanding, you know, coming into the aspect of understanding, okay, and the the grieving, when you have a different level of grief, you feel a different way regarding certain things. You know, like me, I have tattoos. All right. I I talked to you guys before this, before I have tattoos. One of my, uh, all of my tattoos, I remember one tattoo. I was my, the Holy Spirit in me was rumbling and going off. I was like, what in the heck? I went home crying. My friend, my best friend was in the car with me. My sister was in the car. We went to the tattoo shop. Me and my best friend got one. But my sister, she doesn't have any tattoos. <laughs> she, me and him got one. I, you know, I was living with him at the time and I'll talk about him and he identifies his, himself, you know, as homosexual. Um, and I love him to death. I, you know, we still follow each other. We're still friends. Um, you know, he's, he's in another, he's not in the same city, but I love him to death. Literally. I, he will never change his my love for him is not going to change whether he whatever he did is <laughs> not going to change all right my like my love for anyone else is not going to change but i remember getting this tattoo and i got this cross and i just remember um i just remember going to getting in the car and i was just like ah. And it was like, what's wrong? I said, I went and got a heart. I, I mean, I went and got this cross like the whole, like it was supposed to please God. God's still, blah, blah, blah. it's still grieving. It's still wrong. Blah, blah. And I'm just crying. They're looking like, what's going on? And I have never, I'm telling y'all, I had a whole nother tattoo that took two hours that I paid $200 for. That's on my lower back, you know, tramp stamp. Yeah, I got one of them. <laughs> so, you know, 18 years old, got that tattoo with a, a boyfriend I had. And I am, I, I wasn't doing that, you know? And I remember this woman who tattooed me, she was, she identified herself as homosexual. Her, her girlfriend was right there with her, making sure that she wouldn't, you know, I guess I wasn't flirting with her or nothing. I don't know. But I went there with my boyfriend and I did not cry nothing. I was just like, well, I was like, oh, this hurt. But before that, I never wanted a tattoo. All of a sudden, when I was 18, I had never, I, I was like, I didn't want a tattoo. My, my older brother would get in trouble because he would come home with tattoos and he wasn't 18 yet. And he would sneak and get tattoos. And I remember my aunt told me, she said, when you get 18, you can, no, she said, when you get 18, you have, you know, choices. So when I was 18 for my 18th birthday, I said, I wanted to get a tattoo. And she said, yeah, you're 18. You can get, you can get one. And so my brother was like, what? She can get one? And she was like, I don't, I don't want you telling me anything. Cause you went and did it what, behind my back. You didn't ask me to get a tattoo and you went to go get it. So anyway, I got the right away to get a tattoo. But for this specific tattoo, I was so grieved. I went home like, oh, uh, and then all of a sudden, right a few months after that, I got another tattoo and I didn't like feel it. You know, I didn't, I wasn't grieved, but I was so grieved in this specific moment. And I said, you know, this is my temple. I'm hurting my temple. It was almost like the Holy Spirit in me was just wailing, you know, like, like just wailing, 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 you know? And I feel like everybody doesn't have that specific. When you have a grief of something, you're going to feel it more. And most of the time, we get to the point where we have a grief of something and we start judging everybody. Cause we like, I don't, you ain't supposed to be doing it. Well, we understand. Yeah. You know, and a lot of, like a lot of things I talk about witchcraft. Okay. Witchcraft. I I'm, I'm pointing out 
churches who is dibbling and dabbling in, in stuff that witches doing. If you want to be a witch in the church, just go be a witch. Okay, be a witch. Don't try to be a, a, a pastor doing all this Ricky and all this stuff and calling yourself this. Just call yourself a witch. Call yourself what you are. That, that's, that's what I'm talking about. All right. So yeah, it's very important to just call yourself what you are. All right. Because what's happening is you're violating other people and they don't know you're violating them because you're just trying to, you know, you're like, okay, you know what? I'm going to take, I'm going to take this stuff that I do at home in my little altar at home. What I'm doing, I'm going to take this and just bring it to the church and it's going to help them too. No, it's harming them because they didn't ask for it. You know, it's just like me, somebody who's in dark magic, and you know witchcraft and they want to stay in witchcraft and every time they come around me all of a sudden they getting sick because i have some you know this this holy spirit positive you know well holy spirit i would say the power of god and they don't have that they want to be dark they want to stay dark so it's like me sprinkling i'm over here sprinkling a little holy spirit you know tongue and transformation they getting transformed every time they come around me and they don't like that they getting sick they in the hospital because their their type of power is not mine and it's clashing it's the same thing it's the same thing so this is why you know a lot of a lot of these witches y'all be playing too much y'all want to put people name on the altar you don't know who name you putting on the altar you could be getting delivered and you getting sick because you putting somebody name that God is protecting and he got his hand on and you putting that name on the altar and you don't realize why you you in the hospital the next week because you playing, you playing around. <laughs> you putting somebody name as a sacrifice and you don't know what was you don't know who protecting that name. You don't know what that name hold. You don't know the oil that's on that name. So it's the same thing. That's just like somebody coming, bringing a dark object in your place and all of a sudden all hell breaking loose because you just brought a part of their land and their altar into your place and God didn't tell you to bring that. It's the same. It goes both ways, you know? So I had this experience and, um, and me, and I'm, I'll tell y'all like in my younger years, I was very, um, I was very nice. All right. Not saying I'm nice now, but I didn't have a lot of boundaries. God was trying to teach me some discernment, you know? He was showing me just a lot of things, you know, and even though I had discernment that certain things were wrong about people or that they didn't have good intentions for me, I still felt like pressured to do things. And so I said, okay, yeah, you know what? I'll help you. I'll help you. I'll help you. And I just didn't like, I wasn't as greed as for certain things, like as I am now, I guess I'll say so, or I didn't like see it. But then as the spirit started to really the holy spirit really started to grow i really started to be grieved for certain things and i like could not be around it at all like i could not go certain places and you know when you're in rebellion there is a part of my life i tell you guys like god was always using me but there was a point in my life where i got really angry i had went through something like really traumatic in my life and i was just like lord I'm done being nice. Like I'm done going through this type of stuff. Like I'm not leaving you God, but like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> you know, like I don't want to do this ministry stuff. Like I know you calling me to this, like right now I just need a break. And so I just went into this rebel, you know, started going out to the clubs and just, just a lot of stuff really open to the doors to a lot of stuff. So this was probably about 18, like my whole 18th year, you know, being 18, like that was just a party year, summer 19, but mostly like 18, 
19 was when I was really like, God was like, like, look, it's time. Like it's time now. Like you, you know, you can't run from me anymore. You know? So in this time I just got, you know, moved into my place. This is like the, maybe the first month, like the first, actually the first week. Um, and so around this time, like the Lord was leading me to let go of this, of this, uh, boyfriend, you know? And anyway, cause I don't want to get too much into this. I know this is like two hours, but he was, his, his sister was, she identified herself as homosexual and she had a girlfriend. So the sister came to the girl, sister's girlfriend came to Houston <clears throat> to visit and she didn't have anywhere to stay. And I had just got my apartment. Um, and she asked, she said, Hey, could we stay here? You know, for these three, I think it was like three days. And I said, in my spirit, I was like, you know, no, I kind of want to be alone, you know, but I didn't want to be rude. I was just like, okay. So I let them stay. And so when they stayed, um, like, it was just like, I, I was so grieved, you know, I wasn't grieved like really until after, but the girl cooked. When I came back home, I remember going to work. I came back home, like they were in my, I saw that they were in my bed, like my light was on. And one thing you guys will know about me, if you hear my podcast, I cannot stand. I don't, I can't stand when people get in my bed. I can't, I, I cannot stand it. Like you can tell me you can get, now I'm okay with it. Like I don't let everybody, you can sit on the couch, but my bed is like my bed, you know, I just don't. Like if you let me know, you know, you, if I tell you to sit there, but I really, if it's nowhere to sit, that's different, but I really like, it just depends. Anybody get in my bed? No, I don't like that. You know, that's like my, my private, you know, where my, that's, that's for where I sleep. And that's very sacred to me. So the fact that I came in the room and like, I saw them, like my light was on, you know, and I was like, I was already upset. And so, um, they were like, you know, they was, was very free. And so I was a free spirit. When I say free spirit, I mean, like, I was like, you know, yes, life is great, you know, but I still had boundaries about myself. I, 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 I still had grief. I was still grieving. So I felt it, you know, like, um, I don't like that, you know? And so they would like walk around with like, like, I remember this one time we were, I was in my restroom. And so this girl who was this, uh, my ex-boyfriend's sister's girlfriend, something about her wasn't right. Like I could feel it. The mom didn't like her. Um, I just felt something wasn't right about her, you know? And I knew that she was going to be kind of, something wasn't really right about her, you know? And I feel like actually she, she actually stole, I was missing like $50 in my apartment and I knew where I had put it and it was gone, you know? And so when she left, like I gave her $50 for her bag claim and I tried to help her out. Like I would help her out and they lived with me. You know, I bought groceries for the whole place. Uh, I don't know how much we spent, but you know, they were staying there. So I was trying to be as nice as I could, you know, but I, I noticed that it was missing. I don't know where, where, who took it, but it was missing when she left, you know? And so one day we were in the apartment and they were just walking around. Like they didn't have no tops on. You know, they just had their shirt off and they were like, you know, small, like they didn't have like boobs like I did. Like my boobs was bigger than nails. And so they was just walking around and they was like, yeah, you know, you can walk around with us and we just walk like this. And I said, no, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with that. You know, I had to tell them, I had to like tell them. And I found myself like having to set boundaries because I had never, 
I had never experienced people just so like whatever, you know, like so like loose. And so it's different. Like if you're in my place, like if you have a, a shirt or like a um, like you have like a shirt on, you have no bra. I understand women do that. But no, like if you have if you have, you know, breast, whatever, and you're walking out, especially when you have somebody there, you should put a towel. It's respect. You should put a towel on. You know, you should be. And so this specific, these these two women were not like that. And I can tell they had both went through abuse. abuse. The, the girl, my ex's sister had went through some crazy stuff. So she was like very open and all this stuff. And, um, you know, I can, I, I could understand that, but you can tell the way they acted that they did not, like they was just loose and whatever. And you can tell that they had went through some things, which they have, you know? And so, I mean, I have too, but I was just too private. Like I was, I'm very private and I'm not, not just going to flash myself like that. So yeah, it was just very uncomfortable for me. Um, that was just the way they were very free. And I wasn't like that. And it, it, it made me very uncomfortable. It made me grieve, you know? And so, um, after that, you know, I lived with, um, <coughs> I lived with my guy, best friend who, um, I lived with him for three months and I loved him. Like we shared the same bed. He wasn't in, he, yeah, of course he wasn't into women, <laughs> but we shared the same bed. We never did anything. I mean, people thought we were married because we went everywhere together. You know, I watched him cook. I helped him clean. So I learned so much from him, you know, so much from him. He was such an independent person. And, uh, I mean, we used to wear each other, like he would wear my clothes. It was so funny. <laughs> like we would go to the nail shop together. He was not like, he didn't get like he got his you know toes painted clear like he 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 wasn't where he was putting on nails he wasn't like that like he was you know he had uh he had also had a twin you know his twin was they were completely different you know they were completely different his twin was did not have uh identify himself as homosexual but he did so that was two different people you know his twin actually had a uh i think i think he's twin is married now I'm not I'm not sure I don't know but they were two different people you know what I mean and um it's also I think in research that some twins um because of and I'm gonna get into that too because I think the chromosomes or something like that that one might come out um a little bit one actually might, I think that one actually could have been a girl and it might come out a boy. Not saying it could have been a girl, but it's, it's, a, it's something that I, it was something like in research, you know, that's very close together. So you might see that, you know, you might see that often, but I think that the feminine traits are, cause you know, we get 23 chromosomes from mom, 23 chromosomes from dad. So, you know, we both, we all get feminine and masculine traits. That's very important. So we all have these type of uh, some people have more androgynous characteristics you know I had this phase where I was brushing my teeth in the shower it was so funny like I just did I was brushing my teeth in the shower like I was like look I gotta go you know and I found out that men do that <laughs> you know like most men do that and for a lot of women don't do that so I just like uh-uh, that's too girly you know or I like I like these teapots and stuff but then I, I don't like those that's too much flour for me so it was I was you know I was like that for a while you know so everybody's different everybody's different but this specific friend he was so loving and kind and I learned so much from him so much from him it was almost like you know 
with that time when I had almost, you know, ran away from home because of a lot of abuse and he allowed me to take me in during that time. And I learned so much from him, like just looking at how he lived, you know, he was so clean. He was very clean, very hard work. And we started working together, you know, and yeah, just a beautiful person to be around a beautiful person to be around. And literally if this guy was like attracted to me as for like, like if he was, if he was attracted to me, like as for women, I would have married this guy. Like I would have been married a long time ago. <laughs> I would, I would have been found my husband. But you know, and I've, I met other guys after that. Like I've met many people who were not attracted to me like sexually because they were attracted to men. I've met many people that, uh, men that, um, I would have married, you know, that were not, I guess they physically, because of that, they weren't, but they've, you know, they've, um, they were attracted to me. So I, I, you know, I asked the question I asked is, you know, is this a permanent thing? Do we think that this is like something that can change or is this something that is permanent? Is this something that we have to stay forever? And I think so many people think because they have came out as, they have came out as identifying themselves as this, that they have to remain this way. They have to stay this way forever. And then people that have, you know, who identified themselves as this in the past and they decide that they want to get married to like a man or a woman that they get persecuted. Like they get like, you know, judged for wanting to change. I, I noticed that. Like they get judged for like leaving this specific lifestyle, leaving this community. And I, I, I don't understand that. Like you, you see people that want to, they become, you know, straight. I remember this guy and his testimony. He was like a transgender male, I remember. And um, he had changed his whole self into a woman. And then he got convicted he felt this conviction from the lord and so he went and changed himself back and he was um he was basically raising money to change himself back and so many people were pers i remember they were like giving him these nasty comments on his facebook like man you left us and these are people of the lbgt community you know they was like mad and stuff because he decided to go another route and i was like why does it why does this have to be permanent why does this have to be permanent you know it doesn't have to be something that's permanent, just like someone who is, uh, you know, you see people who did not identify themselves as that went that way, you know, and then they just decided, hey, this is not who I am. So you shouldn't. It, it's not something that has to be um, a permanent thing. And, you know, I had this conversation with this little guy, this little teenager guy, and I remember meeting him. I think I met him in like a Burger King on the train somewhere. We were talking. And you know what he told me? He said, he said, um, you know, he said, you know, I'm, you know, I'm gay. And then I started laughing. I said, well, you know, I ain't want to say nothing, but that ain't my business. If you, if this is you or not, I'm not judging you, you know? And he started, he started giggling and he was like, yeah, I'm not, you know? And I was like, cause we were talking about God. And that's the first thing he said. He was like, you know, you know, I'm gay. I was like, I didn't, I didn't ask you about that. I don't care about that. You know, I didn't want to say nothing, meaning like I don't have to say I can see stuff and I don't have to say nothing, you know. So he was just telling me he was giggling about it. And he said, but, you know, I was going to ask you, like, can I change? Like, is it possible to change? Can I go back to like, you know, can I be attracted to? He said, because I think I'm attracted to like women, too. And he said, uh, you know, my uh, he said my my best my best friend 
like I is a woman, you know, she's a girl. And he said, I like her. Like I touched her hand the other day and he was like, well, she touched me. She was hugging me. And she was like, I feel some type of way. Like I feel, you know, like I, I like her now. He was like, I think I like her now. And then I, we started giggling. I said, well, you buy now then. You know, he started giggling. He started giggling. I said, well, you're not, you know, all the way on that end. I said, you, you, you like women. Now. I said, well, that's still. And so we started, we just start giggling about it, you know? And I say, of course, of course you don't, you can, um, you can, um, you don't have to stay this way. And so I said, if you have, if you want de- deliverance, meaning like a change of thought, you can have it, you know? And I said, is this something that you want? Do you, are you trying to work into or being, you know, you want to be attracted to women and you just had trouble to, uh, being attracted to women in the past. And he said, yes, he said, he's always been this way where he just had you know he just wasn't and this was a time that he didn't and I said you know let's pray you know and we prayed and I remember that's something that I I want to talk about I want to talk about um something that's important is how the Lord when somebody comes into this is a very important point when somebody comes into a realization when they come into a realization they come into the realization of, hey, this is, you know, maybe not all there is. And that identity comes from Christ. This is important. This is important because when you have an identity in something, you always represent yourself as that identity. And I believe that God chooses what vessel we should live through. He chooses what vessel we should live through on this earth. I believe he created like me as a woman, because my purpose in life was to reproduce. My purpose in life was to reproduce and move in this vessel as a woman. For some specific reason, some way, he created me specifically to reproduce and to be in this specific way because he wanted me in the vessel of a woman. This is exactly what his call was to me. This is why when people say, oh, well, you know, well, you know, I feel like love is love and da-da-da-da and I feel like God don't judge well a lot of that you know man it should be with a woman woman should be with a man and people say well no love is love da-da-da. how I had to explain it even in my bible studies and how I explained it to one of my uh, friends who had questions because he was actually this was another friend he was actually he actually wanted to be attracted to women he and I remember praying for him and something was holding him down. I remember that day and he fell to the ground and he told me that this is who he was. This was not the one I lived with, but I had another friend and, um, another friend, friend I knew. And I said, I said, I, I know, you know? And I said, but God still loves you, you know, that you, but he was so embarrassed and he was so hurt because he was so trapped inside of this, you know, this secret. He felt that he had to keep and you know, you shouldn't feel like that. You should, you, this is why it's very important to confess and to talk and to seek just somebody to talk to regarding whatever you're going through, because you really don't know your perspective. And so many people come to the approach, oh, you know, you're cra- you, you are going to hell. That's the first thing people want to say. And you, if you really listen to people, you will really understand that a lot of people are trying to find answers to stuff they don't understand. You know, and they shouldn't stop living a life because of what you think. 
they have to have that revelation. They have to have the, the understanding and they, they might not see that. And so what I do is I pray every time I pray for somebody, especially someone who is, who is seeking in, in this specific area, I pray that the Holy spirit, that, that they're filled with the Holy spirit. And I pray that the Holy spirit reveals to them and that so that they can see and I always pray and let the Holy Spirit reveal to them what he needs to reveal to them because, because the Holy Spirit is what helped me. It's where God, of, co- of course, is God. But this is what showed me different things, convict me with different things. And if we don't have it, how how do we know? How do we take on that new understanding or be born again? How do we see if, we, if we're not born again, we don't have the identity in Christ. And so the only thing a lot of people say, well, what is you know, this can't be cured. You're going to stay like this forever. No. Once you take on the identity of Christ, the, like the, the actual identity, the other identities are going to fall off. The other identities that are really not the identity of Christ, because when you, when you become one with Christ, one with the Holy Spirit, it starts to prune out anything that is different from what it is. So it's almost like a DNA. The identity of Christ starts to starts to create this replica in the body, in the, in the, in the soul, in the mind of what Christ is. And so what it's doing is it's creating this replica of this DNA, this double helix It's creating this identical replica, almost like an identical twin. And what it's doing is it's creating and forming these different processes and it's seeing, Hey, uh, uh-uh, this is not a part of my breed. This is a little different. This might be a little different. It's not going to take tomorrow. It's not going to take one day. That's what a lot of people don't realize, but it's creating this identity. And once you take on the identity of Christ, this is why people say, okay, you know what? Uh, well, how are you going to be identify yourself as homosexual? And then you, you Christian, you know, how are you still doing this? And how are you still doing all this stuff and you supposed to believe in God? Well, because it's very important when we transform and we renew our mind and we take on the, the, the identity, we start to see the identity and the other things start to, you start to see, okay, wait a second, this identity But it's not going to come from people telling you. It's not going to come from you, people throwing their hand on you and trying to flush whatever out. The Holy Spirit, it's it's only from the power of the Holy Spirit that's going to do it. It's only from the power of the Holy Spirit that's going to give you the awakening and understanding of what of, of what you're gonna see. This is why you you have a grieving. This is why you feel different ways. It's not gonna be from from somebody judging you and preaching at you. It's only from the power of the Holy Spirit that's going to transform and renew your very being. And so that's that's important. That's what I want to share with you guys today. That's my point. And so I prayed for him that day and we parted our ways. But there is a situation where there was another guy in my life prior a few years ago and this specific person recognized and he recognized that he had a ministry and he said that he was struggling with, you know, in his words, he was struggling. This was something that he was trying to come out of this, uh, homosexual homosexuality. And he said that he wanted to be delivered, that he wanted to, 
he had this understanding that it was it was grieving him and he wanted he asked me to pray for him and I did a few months later and, and keep in mind this guy was he was in relationship with men from all the time I knew him this was this was what he this is who he identified himself as this is who people knew he as, knew him as this is important after that moment I saw this guy you know, I would always give him words as well. Saw him in the ministry. People would see him in ministry. And now he's in ministry doing his thing. And a few times after that, you know, a few I saw him again after that. He had a girlfriend. He was moving. You know, he was doing all this stuff. I mean, prosperous. God is going to really bless him. Every time I saw him, I was giving him, God was giving me little words, little snippets for him. And God, God delivered him. He was, he was, he was, it's not saying that he was never going to be, be presented with this specific thing again, but he had made up his mind and he realized, Hey, I, I, I took on this, this, I'm taking on a new identity now. So that old thing had died away. That's important. It was no longer a part of him. This is what I'm saying. When you become born again and you take on the identity of Christ, you're, you're giving God permission. You're saying, okay, you know what? So these, these things, these old identities, they're, they're, they're going to say, okay, you know what? They, I, 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 they kind of know, you know, this Christ thing, they, they, they taking on whatever this is. And, and we, we kind of got to leave now. You know, we don't, we not a part of it. I don't know what this is, but he not, you know, he not feeling us no more. This, this, he, he, this is not a part of who he is anymore. And then this is when you are reconstructed and who you are into this new person of who you are. That's important. So there's a falling away of the old. And so what happened was I remember seeing him again and now he was going through some stuff and he didn't tell me what was going on. And I told him, I said, this is going to be a process. I said, you're afraid of some things. You, you came from this old lifestyle and you're afraid to go back. You're afraid. I said, this is going, this is going to be a fight. This is your fight. This is your, this going to be, this going to be your fight to the end. Cause this was something that this was a thing that you beat and you going to, you going to constantly beat it. Even if it tries to come back, it's going to, you know? And so even though, like I tell people all the time, people say, okay, yeah, you could be delivered. You don't have to go. You don't go back to something, but it's not a guarantee that the enemy not going to try to slip it back up or have you smell that again. And then all of a sudden it's like you, you vegan. And all of a sudden you're like, man, I haven't had meat in a long time. And all of a sudden you eat meat again. It's not a guarantee that that's not going to happen again, you know, for you. So what happened was, um, you know, he was, he went on that journey and I had to explain that to him. That's important because for a lot of people, you can get discouraged and you think, oh, you know, I'm going to be perfect today. I'm never going to fall again. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Yeah. That's good to think. But what if you do? What happens if you do? What do you do after you, what happens when you do? If if it does happen, you have to be prepared to get back up and do it again because what the enemy does is he uses condemnation to keep us inside of this little hole or this this um okay, you know what? You're never going to get you keep getting it wrong. You're going to stay there. You know? So that's why we have to be you know, constantly re renewing our mind not being condemned and we have to continue to to live in love and teach love because that's that's the most important thing 
All right. So in a specific time, you know, in a specific time, if, you know, I was working at this job and I told you guys, I think I talked about it in my other podcast and I, I had this dream and God showed me this dream of this, these two men. And I walked in the room and these two men, they were in a relationship together. And when they saw me, they, in the, I looked at them and they, in the dream, they were looking at me like they were attracted to me. And I looked at them. I said, y'all aren't supposed to be attracted to me. Why are you attracted to me? You supposed to be y'all in a relationship. But the Holy Spirit, I saw myself going on the elevator and the Holy Spirit in me, in me, when I came in front of them, that identity, that identity of the homosexuality identity separated from that, from them. It was almost like it was, it was kind of hiding. And so when they, when they looked at, when I came by them, they was like, Ooh, you know, she cute. And then when I left, they was like hugging again. And when I came by them again, they was like, Oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. And when I left, they, they, they was like, you know, kissing again. So, so God showed me this, this separation of the, of this, 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 Holy Spirit they saw. And so this actually happened. I was working for a retail job and this man, one of the men was married. He, he was married to another man. The other man was um, actually, he was a um, transsexual. So when I came to work, they were looking, I said, what is going on? They were staring at me and they was like, oh, she's so beautiful. You know, I would hear them talking. And then the, the guy who was married, he would give me a hug and you know, he was married to another man, but how he would hug me, he would, you know, he would be, he was always happy. He was watching me and following me around. And I was like, God, what is going on? And I was, I would see all these men and it was a lot of men. Most of the men there were, they were, they had boyfriends or they were married to men. And I said, why are they looking at me like that? And they would be complimenting me on my dress and they would just, you know, put their hand on their face and stare at me like, oh my God, you know, did you see her today? Did you see what she got on? And they was just, and I would hear them. And God showed me that dream. And he said, it's because something in you, something in you is challenging something else that's there in them. And it's like, okay, why am I feeling this way? What's going on? God revealed to me and he was showing me this is the Holy Spirit. This is the Holy Spirit. And then the other part of the dream showed this guy. It was a guy. He had a son and he had a son in the dream. It was a kind of like a heavy set guy. And in the dream, it showed that he he was homosexual in his past. And the dream showed this he it showed him walking and I saw him twisting and I saw him stop twisting and then he was walking regular so and I saw him with a wife he had a wife but I saw this spirit jump out that was twisting and it jumped in to his son and then his son started twisting and God showed me he said this was something that was generational that had happened. You know, I talked to you guys in one of my podcasts about the girl that the woman that a woman I baptized and she had been, uh, her, her, she had went through incest with her mom, her mom sexually abused her. And then her grandmother sexually abused her mom. So all of everybody in their family was homosexual, all the girls. 
all the women because they had went through that and they had to she had to come into an understanding of hey this is the holy the holy spirit this is who my identity was for her to actually come out of that and when people talk about generational curses it's not that okay yeah god didn't deliver you no that that might not be that's not going to be the outcome just because you have a kid and you were like that doesn't mean that's necessarily going to be the outcome for them but this is why you you have to you you pray you know you because it's not and it won't sometimes it won't stop that from from being the outcome it won't stop that from being the outcome a lot of people you know I've, i've noticed that um people they say well i've always been this way i've always been um you know since i was a kid i've always been into men or I've always been into girl things or I've always been into they 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 say that you know I've always been this way and I've always been this way and I I personally feel like they're they they are telling like they're not lying they feel like you know this is who I was this is who I was I told you guys the little boys that were in my class I noticed that they um you know they were doing their toes and different things and one of the one of the little boys had asked you know I brought out some tutus and he wanted to wear a tutu. And instead of telling him no, I put the tutus back in the closet and said, you know what, I'm gonna use something else. And I did this because that was so important for me in this position that I did not make give this little boy a, a, a decision and open a door and plant a seed for a decision that he might not have been mature enough to make. That was so important for me. And it was in that moment, I had to make a decision and my spirit said, don't tell him no, but put it back. And so I brought out some streamers instead. So instead of the tutus, because we had tutus and we had uh, streamers. And so I brought out the streamers instead. And the streamers are little things that you dance around with. And it's, you know, the girls, the boys use it, everything like that. But in my class, the girls would put on the tutus and I didn't, I didn't give, I, I didn't give the, the little boys tutus. The reason why I didn't give them tutus, well, only only the classes that, you know, I had all girls and I would give them tutus, but I wouldn't take out those tutus because I didn't want to open a door and put that, put them in a situation, especially if I don't know how, what their, what their family feel about that. You know, then all of a sudden I'm giving one mom, like I told you, that was the one with the pink. She really didn't care, you know, but I knew as a leader and teacher of this classroom and not even just even what I believed and and I could have been planting a seed in this little boy's life that would change his life for, forever like I could have gave him this and he could have said you know well my teacher this is when I decided that this was who I didn't want to do that he 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 wasn't old I don't feel like he was old enough to make that decision I feel like he knew what he he liked and it was colorful but I don't feel like he was old enough to make that specific decision. So I didn't put him in that situation to, 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 to make him, to groom him in, in that type of way, if that makes sense. So what happened was I saw this little boy and I watched him and he would, you know, do his toes. He would run around and play with, um, you know, he would be pushing. He, I'll see him sitting by the boys and different stuff like that. And it was times where I would see the little girls. I would have to stop the girls because they would be in between. You can tell who was going through sexual abuse. You know, you can tell who was going through different things in a home, even though, or like you, you can see who was doing what because they would be in between each other's legs. One little girl was trying to like, you know, lick another girl in between her. I had to like move her out the way. Like that's crazy. That's that's. So when I hear 
teachers saying that they're gonna let let it everything flow that that scares me that scares me to want to put my kid in your class or anywhere because because my little child shouldn't have to be going through something like that just because you want to let the class flow you see what I'm saying? So it was very important as a teacher that I had to watch every little thing. I had to watch every little kid because that one decision could have could have changed a person and could have affected that person's life forever. That's why I'm the way I am. You know what I mean? It's not trying to be judgmental. It's not trying to do nothing. No, it's the way I am. And I personally feel if a person is preaching, like, like people say, oh, you know, Y'all got people in the church, you know, they they homosexual and they trying to preach the word. And they, blah, blah, blah. If they if they are are sound in the word and they talking about sin just the way I am, then they they preaching the gospel. Their personal life and their personal struggle, God gonna work on them with that as they submit to God and do what He want to do. That personal thing, that's that's gonna that's the, between them that God, that's their own life. But I cannot stop them because I see what they're going through or not even what they're going through, what some of them, what people choose to do. That's their life. I can't look at a lot of, a lot of these people in this fornication and stuff. You be, you be, you be in that, in this person's bed every night, knowing y'all ain't married and you, and y'all sitting up there coming to church, preaching on everybody else. And you in the same, you, you in the same boat. But you don't want, you get mad when somebody say something about your life and you want to talk about everybody else's life. But when it's your life, oh, you don't want to hear about that you, you don't want to hear about that you need to, you you need to uh, get up out this person's bed. You ain't married. You don't want to hear about that. But you want to hear, you you want to talk about everybody else. Why should you be up there preaching when you was drinking last night? I ain't talking about just drinking. I'm talking about like you was drunk. Why should, why should somebody put you up there if you're talking about somebody that was, you know, that's talking to a man? What makes you even better than somebody else? So what this is what I'm saying. We want to look at one thing and we don't want to look at the other thing. If this if, if these people are preaching a sound doctrine, then what's what I, I, I can listen to them. If they're preaching a sound doctrine, I'm gonna to listen to them, period. I don't care who they are, I don't care what's they passed. If they are preaching a sound doctrine in the current time and they're speaking about repented sin including whatever they going through and they're preaching about it in a way of to rebuke correct love i'm going to listen to them it doesn't matter who they are i'm going to sit there and i'm going to listen to them because they have no idea my dirt spots and specks they can't see my dirt spots and specks they might see it and i might see theirs but they it doesn't make them either even less worthy to 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 preach the gospel or to say anything about Christ because of what they what was what, what you see. This is the problem. We we got Pentecostals walking around. Y'all got your head covered with no makeup on, but you but you but you pregnant. You know, you talking about y'all, you 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 gotta wear these skirts and stuff. What what's a, what happened about you know what's that's religious, that you religious. You're not you obviously you doing everything else everybody else doing, you judging everybody. Oh, she don't got makeup on. I mean, no, oh she got makeup on, oh she not wearing pants. I'm not gonna I saw somebody said say this on YouTube. They wrote under somebody comment, I I can't believe she not wearing pants talking like this. She don't got her head covered. That y'all y'all sound so silly. 
You sound so silly. Oh, I can't believe she, I hope she wearing, um, I hope she, I can't, she ain't got no pants on talking about this. I mean, she got pants, she got pants on talking about this. I, I can't believe she don't got no skirt. That's what she said. Y'all look real silly. And you be the, and some of y'all be the main ones married and still not submitted to God. Just because you married don't mean you submitted to God or submitted to your husband. Y'all got it's a lot of Jezebels y'all married to y'all in these Jezebel marriages, you know. And it's not even that you're not even submitted to God, but you you married and you think you safe. Yeah, you might not be committing fornication, but you got you ain't some other stuff. You putting people aside. You're jealous. You're gossiping. You thinking nasty stuff in your head about people and you, you thinking you better than people. You putting people aside in your head. God sees that. Just because you you think you free from one thing, you're not free from everything else. It's something that you're dealing with, regardless if you think so or not. So that's something that really irks me when people, you know, they get married and they think that's it. Oh, you know, I, I hurried up and then they hurry up and oh, I'm gonna hurry up and get married so I can I can get up out of this. Yeah. But you gonna you about to get you about to go through other stuff. This that's not it, you know. So just because you you know you think that you ain't burning in the flit, you burning in something else. <laughs> so you better start looking at what else what else you you dealing with and growing in other stuff. So that's that's what I want to talk about. We get to the point where we think you know we made it. Nobody made it. I ain't make it. I haven't even made it. So something else, um, because I know I'm finishing out. I got so much. I'm talking about in this podcast, but people ask me, how do I feel about same-sex marriage? Okay. How do I feel about same-sex marriage? Somebody asked me, somebody asked me last, uh, I think of 2019, they said, how do I feel regarding homosexuality, you know, uh, gender roles? I always say this on all of my podcasts, uh, uh, God is a spirit. God is a spirit. I, when he spoke man, he did not, he specified male and female. Okay. I feel like he's a spirit almost like, and I talk about this in, um, I talk about this in, um, this mountain of divination. I talk about how God is like a prism, a light, you know, I can't, he, he's not just male, female. He's, he's a spirit. He's a light. And that's what lives in us. And this is why we, we have these feminine and masculine traits and, you know, this is why he's, he's a spirit. And we say he, and something, and that's something I learned. I learned this. Um, I was talking to someone and, um, God gave me a revelation through him. You know, and we were talking about, I always knew God was a spirit. You know, I knew God was a spirit. That's how I saw him. I saw him as a, as a spirit. And we, we were talking about and how I told this person, cause this person said, how do he was, you know, it was him and this guy and, you know, they were in a relationship and he asked me straight up. He said, you know, how do you feel? I said, well, I don't agree with same sex marriage. You know, I feel that, um, I feel that, you know, marriage is between a female and male. That's how the Lord put it, you know, headship, even though, and he said, you know, well, a he, that's just a masculine term that's just a masculine term. And that's why God is consi- considers himself a he, because that's the most masculine, you know, I guess English term. And I said, or Latin term, I said, you know, you're right. That's true. That's true. That's why we use he, I understand it's the most masculine. That's why, you know, the head and 
not the tail. The the woman submits to the man. Yes, the more masculine head. But I believe, you know, even traditionally that the woman and the man, this is what I, I believe. I personally believe that. Do I judge people who decide to be married and same sex? No. Do I feel like they are going to go to hell? I don't know God's plan for them. I don't see the future. All right. I don't see who God is going to save, who is, who he's not going to save. I do have to preach sin. I do have to say, repent from your idols and from your idolatry. I do have to say that I do, but I cannot force a person or I cannot judge their destination or what they're, they're doing. And I can't like treat them different because they're doing something else. You know, I had a friend who, uh, this was a guy I knew and he had just got married to a guy and he came to me and he was so excited. And he said, I just got married. We just got married. And I said, he expected me to say congratulations. And I said, you know, I don't agree with that. And I said, I didn't like say it like, oh, you know, I don't agree with that. I said, well, I don't agree with it. And I said, I, I'm so, I, I, I turned to his husband and I shook his husband's hand and I said, but it's nothing against you, sir. I said, I love, I still love you. I said, but I just, I'm, I just don't, you know, support same-sex marriage. And, you know, we went in McDonald's and you know what he said, my little friend, he put his head down and he said, you know, I know. He said, I know. He said, I already knew that. You know, he said, I know. And I said, but yeah, I still love you, you know, bro. Like we gonna laugh and stuff. I still love you, but I just, this just, that's just me. So it's not saying that I got to hate you, that I have to like treat you different. It's not saying that, you know, I don't support you as a person. I don't support your career. That's just something that I personally can tell people from the person I am, that this is not something that I, it's not that I support you. Like, you know, like, it's not that I don't support you. You know what I mean? I just can't stand in that situation without being extra grieved and it hurts me it hurts my spirit and it hurts the holy spirit in me it ain't that i i don't like you it's just how i feel you know and so you don't understand until you grieve from something something don't hurt you and it, it don't hurt everybody the way it hurts you you know it don't hurt everybody it ain't you're not feeling that grieving from the holy spirit the way somebody else feeling it you know i was talking to it before i remember when i would be doing my thing with a guy and in that moment I didn't feel nothing I felt like I was on top of the world the moment he left I'm crying I'm the Holy Spirit turning inside of me because I'm feeling it now I'm, I'm it hit me now you know so you're not gonna feel it the way I'm feeling it and I can't get mad at you because you don't feel it the way I feel it and a lot of people they understand they see what it is they're Christians so they just say you know they compromise or they say yeah you know this is this and they get mad this is why i go with the repentive and the rebellious heart when you you repent of you you're feeling a guilt you're feeling a, a grieving this is what's going to lead you because you start to feel it everybody not feeling it everybody not feeling to something is 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 up with this you know and it's not every little thing it's not like just because you don't feel a grieving don't mean it's wrong that's important just because somebody ain't feeling it don't mean it, it just ain't wrong to them yet they don't they didn't catch it yet they don't it's not wrong to them they don't see nothing wrong with it yet they don't 
feel what you feel yet. So they're not gonna they're not gonna act as such. So this is why it's it's silly when we get mad at people. We see people, you know, doing a pride parade and, and you yo your whole spirit flaming up in you and you you sad and you mad and and you realizing like why why these and then you getting yeah, cause every Christian ain't feeling the same thing. Do it mean you wrong on your opinion? No, it don't mean you wrong. You feeling what God telling you. But they not feeling that way. So you can't expect somebody that don't feel the same way. You can't. It, it's important. Yeah, you passionate about it. Like you, you when, when you see somebody getting beat up. Notice when some people see get people getting beat up, they don't feel they don't feel no way about it. They like they like killing people. They like hurting people. They like pain. They don't feel a grieving. You might feel a grieving and you like, man, that's wrong, bro. Like what you did. And then you see somebody else like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't feel the same way. And you, and it angers you because you're like, man, why you don't feel this way that I feel like this was wrong. I don't know. And it don't mean you wrong for feeling that way. That's what I want to say. So something else just to end my, in my final point is, is this specific thing, um, permanent? Is it permanent? I personally don't think it's permanent. I think at any point in any stage in your life that you can, that you can, you can go whatever way you want to go. And, and, and people that's sitting here now that's talking about people that might identify themselves as, as homosexual. Don't judge people now. Cause you might end up being in a situation where we, we see you and all of a sudden you in a relationship with, with somebody same sex or you came out so don't judge people because you don't know where you're gonna be in the next year y'all sitting there judging people you don't know what situation you're gonna be in where you all of a sudden you marry and we see you walking around with somebody else so be don't don't judge people in a situation you know understand that you have a grieving and you understand it but you gotta you gotta pray and you gotta ask god hey Am I working on my identity in Christ? You know, am I am I working on because because something you think you ain't dealing with something and all of a sudden a year later you all of a sudden dealing with something you dealing with lust you dealing with vanity because you didn't been watching too much of them them uh them video them, them makeup videos and you looking at these celebrities and all you seeing is they boobs and 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 you want to be like them and now you struggling with vanity again because you want to be like that and you wasn't like that at first but all of a sudden you getting loose. And you like that now because you've been looking at too much of that. You've been listening to too much of this lust music all of a sudden. And now you you starting to act like this person and you starting to do this and you wasn't doing that at first. So be careful because you don't know you could be falling and not even know you falling, you know, is what I'm saying. So in every situation, what I want to talk about with this is, like I said before, for anyone who is even if you currently are on this podcast okay and you're on this podcast and you identify yourself you you say you know what this is who i am you know i don't want to change that's how a lot of people be. i don't care about what she got to say she judging me i don't want to change i don't care about being that's you but i challenge you ask the Lord Lord is there anything in me that you want to work with or that you want to you want to challenge me to be that I'm not already being pray that prayer 
and see what he showed you or see what he reveals to you. If you're someone that's that's on this podcast right now and you have been wrestling and you say, you know what, this is not my identity. I know who I was since I was, I was a child. I went through some sexual abuse. I went through some situations. I looked at some stuff. I'm kind of having struggle, uh, problems. I'm kind of seeing these images in my head. You know, this, this other God. You know, if you're a God, you're seeing images of this other God. You're seeing dreams. You know, you having these dreams of incubus, succubus, and all these stuff coming in your dreams, and you having these weird dreams. If you a woman, same thing. And you say, you know what? I think that I can be, I might be leaning on this in this in this direction, or I could be, you know, taking on this identity. And and I don't want this. This is you. I'm gonna pray for you. I'm gonna pray for you. And I'm going to pray that the Lord really reveals who you are in him and that his identity is 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 shine through you so that anything in you anything around you anything in you that does not reflect the same thing as christ like a mirror can be revealed and identified and so that your very being inside of you starts to replicate the very being of christ that's my prayer for you today And that's what I'm going to pray for you guys on this, whoever you are, even if you're on here and you're just spectating, you like, I want to hear, I want to hear what she's talking about. She probably ain't talking about nothing. She probably just talking about me. No, I love you with all of my heart. I, I, it don't don't matter where you're going to be. It don't matter if you are, if you decide to stay where you at. One thing about me is I still care about you. I don't care if you got, if you got a, a head, a wig on with some nails and some red heels, I'm, I still love you. That's what I want you to know. And you and you and I and I still do. And I don't see you as no different. I don't care if you didn't change your your sex. I don't care what it is. I still see you the same. Something else that I want to say also, there's a lot of people, and this is why some people get mad when it comes to like gender and stuff. And I almost forgot to say this. Is because there are a lot of people that are born that women that are born with the opposite um reproductive organ okay and there's a lot of men that are not born with it there's a lot of things genital reproductive uh disorders and different things like that so a lot of people are born and in america you're you're considered a male if you have a penis and you're considered a female if you have a vagina and so it brings a lot of um, controversy when you have different people that are born and they don't really know what sex they are because of that and that yo there's so much controversy and that type of stuff so how do these people really navigate if they really don't know and so these are the, the questions and um the things that spark and all these different things about children believing that they're this and that when they're young and what does the parent do you know so these are all different questions that you have to ask yourself um especially when you're going through this and something else I, I, I ask parents to really pray about, um, is that you, we, you see other parents and you see their children kind of transitioning into, um, this type of identity. And we judge as Christians, a lot of you guys judge them. Well, how can they let their, their daughter put them braids in her hair and, and change herself? And you have to understand as a child, even if you pray and you, you do this type of things, People are going to go their own route. And it's very important that you don't judge people because that can be your son in the next three years. Your son can be all of a sudden deciding he want to put on a skirt, you know, or, or, or this could happen to 
somebody in your family and you're judging them, you know, you're judging them and you're treating them a type of way and putting them aside because of what they're going through. And that can be you, that you, that might be your daughter. That might be your next kid. So believe it or not, don't, don't think that you, that you're not going to experience that. That's why it's so important to treat people with love, you know, to treat people with love. Cause I always pray. I, I always, and I used to pray that prayer. I say, Lord, whatever my kids grow up to be, please let me continue to show them love. Even when they're in a situation that I don't necessarily agree with, please allow me to show them love. Please allow me to support them. Please give me the heart to, to still treat them the same way. Even if it's something that I, I, I pray that all the time, because as parents, y'all got to think about that stuff. Y'all worrying about y'all self and you and you trying to get into the stuff. The same thing you judging, God going to put it in another place where you're going to have to show it love because he's trying to show you something. He's going to try to he's going to show you something. He's going to teach you something. So please don't judge other people because you don't understand. You know, this guy, I'm going to tell you about this guy. And this is my last point before I pray. Got this guy's in ministry now love this person i talked about him in another podcast of how he was in um when i met him he was in a very abusive situation and the lord got him out of some stuff you know when i met him he was um you know he identified himself as homosexual but all of a sudden a few months later like years later i saw him again he looked like a straight man i i did not see that anymore but prior to that he told me that he was a transgender i i can't i couldn't believe it the year I, the, the time I saw him, I couldn't believe that was because I didn't see that. I didn't see that on him anymore. I didn't see that. And so what happened was he told me how I think something happened to him as a, as a, um, as it, something happened to him in his youth, maybe in his twenties. And he became transgender. And he said how his family, you know, all, listen, this happens a lot. This is very known. His whole family was Christians. They was in the church. All of them was called to ministry all of them including him and so he had got a word by somebody that he was going to be this minister and he was going to do great things and because of his situation you know this happened i think this he got this when he was 12 that's what happened and i don't think he was really going into that you know lifestyle yet but um what happened with him was they told him that that word wasn't for him, but he knew that word was for him. But because of what he was going through, they put him aside. So he ended up going through a life of neglect and just all this other stuff. And I remember coming up, I remember praying and prophesied over him. And I said, you have a ministry. You are going, God showed me his ministry, with, uh, all of this stuff. And he, you know, he told me, he said, you know, I was prophesied over when I was 12 years old. And this person, this man came to me and he said, and I had a dream of me with a magazine in my hand. I mean, no, with a, a Bible in my hand. And he told me, he said, this, this person prophesied over me. And he said, my brother is a, is a pastor. My whole, the whole family is in ministry. And they tried to make it seem like this wasn't for me. I said, no, no. You you have a ministry. God told me this, and God and God prophesied used me to prophesy over this young man. And this man said, he said I I had wigs on, I was you know dragging and all this stuff. And he said this when I seen this guy, I was talking to him the last time I talked to him before he went to I think he moved to another state. I ain't seen none of that. Didn't see, couldn't even couldn't even believe 
he had did all of that stuff. Couldn't even, I, I, I couldn't see none of it. Couldn't even believe that. So what I'm saying is the family put him aside. They judged him because he was, you know, wearing, dressing up, wearing wigs and all this stuff. And they was judging him and they was in the church. Didn't disowned him, wouldn't even help him. The dude was homeless on the street. The the family wouldn't even help him because of his lifestyle. They was telling him that he needed to change his lifestyle before they could help him. I mean, how dare we do that to somebody? You know, putting somebody putting somebody out because they they, you know, we don't agree. Yeah, we understand you you I understand you have a grieving, but no. You know? And so it's very, it's very important to, to ask, you gotta, you gotta pray and ask God. You have to pray and ask God. Now everybody, everybody shouldn't be in your house. I'm not trying to say that because look, a situation I was going through, you know, they, the girl ended up going back to her. She wasn't from Houston. They ended up going back and they, they moved, you know, they only was. They were they were only there for three days, but you know, yeah, I no, I couldn't I couldn't live with all of that at that specific moment. You know, I wasn't strong enough for that. But one thing I'm not gonna do is just toss out someone that is that's struggling with this specific thing because this this could be my kid. This is why I look at every everybody I meet. I, I treat them as if I wanted to be treated. This could be your this could be your kid, your family member. You know, and I see so many um transsexuals that are experiencing abuse. They're stuck in human trafficking. You know, I saw this woman had to call the police. She was getting hit on, a transsexual woman getting hit on by this man. You know, was in prostitution getting hit on by this man. You know, and they have so it's a high percentage of trans transgender, you know, LBG2 community that are in trafficking that are that experience this type of stuff, you know. And so we have to really understand. We don't understand a lot about signs. We don't understand like a lot of stuff that happens in the body. We don't see so many reports and stuff like that. But I do know, you know, I was in a psychology class and I learned that before you find out um a male is a male there's a there's a certain amount of time in the womb where him and the the female have the same organ they have the same it looks the same you know and then that that's when it forms into um it forms into the, the male or the male reproductive organ this is why so many uh this is why babies get missed like they get they, they get um you know, misclassify in their gender. They think that it's a, a girl and then it ends up being a boy, you know, because they are, they, they see it too early. And so in that, in that, um, in the body, what happens, what I learned in this class was that it's transforming and it's developing. And, and, and in a certain amount, in a certain period of time, the female and the male has the same uh, genitals and, and reproductive organ. And then it grows into this, the male grows into this thing. So during a specific time, you don't know, you don't know what is, you don't know what is a male. You know, you don't know if it's going to be a male at this, at this specific time, you know? And I feel like a lot of that, this is why a lot of, th they're doing a lot of research and stuff. And this is why it's like, I really don't know, 
you know i really don't know but there's so much stuff that we don't know there's so much people that have to live lifestyles that they don't really know that they have one gender is other than you know one organ is, is something else and this is it they got you know one woman had extra a bunch of hair on her face she had like a um i saw this documentary she had um she had a, a bunch of chin hair literally like a beard like a man and she kept shaving and shaving but she said you know no i'm gonna keep this like this is this is how i was born she was born that way you know she was born with a beard but she was she was a feminine woman she just had a beard i mean how many women on this podcast gotta pluck some a few hairs out of their chin you know i'm just i'm look i'm just saying i'm just saying you we gotta shave our legs and all that some people don't have to shave their legs but i know i do so this is a part of your your genetics and your traits it comes with that so everybody we don't know every single thing we don't know what god is doing in somebody else's life we don't know you know we only know that some people some women have more masculine face structures than some men you notice that and then some men got some baby faces and then some women got more like structures than men it's because our genetics we have we got we got chromosomes from from the father and chromosomes from the mom your mom might have a big old jaw and your father might have a small little nose your father might have some small little skinny legs and your mom might have a big back and putting you all together you look you look like this you know this is how you're built so some people they well she don't look masculine she don't look feminine enough and he don't look you know masculine enough he might be you might be skinnier than you know you might be bigger than your husband you really don't know some people like that some people prefer their spouse to be some men prefer their spouse to be bigger than them believe it or not or they 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 prefer their woman to be tall some men don't like short women they like to have a tall taller women woman than them i mean you you have we have no idea what somebody likes you know, you really don't know. Some women like skinny men. It's just my mom, she, shoot. I think my dad was like, my dad, my mom looked like Dorothy, you know, red ginger. My dad was a dark skinned man. I, he was like a skinny little, little man. I, I shoot. My mom used to, uh, my, my dad used to hop on my mom back. That's how they used to act. <laughs> but they was, they was toxic and crazy, but that's, that's the way they, that's what they liked, you know? So she, he was a little, you know, that's, that's what, that's what they like, you know? And so everybody has a different, everybody have what they like, you know? So look at, don't look at every, you know, when I, when I think about this and I ask you this question, is it permanent? Cause a lot of people think that come to me that I pray for, they believe that this was something that they had to stay in forever that because they came out of this you know closet or whatever you say they felt that they had to stay in this forever that they couldn't you know go back that they couldn't be um they couldn't be attracted to women again and you know i don't think that that's right something else that i want to say is if you have a past of your life as with the same sex you know couple or whatever and you marry someone 
I think that you should be open with your partner for your partner to know your past. I think that that that's so important. A lot of people might say, well, it's none of their business. You know, I got with them. It's none of their business for me to tell them my past. I think it's, it's their business. I think if you're marrying somebody, even if you're having a sexual contact, consensual relationship with someone, I think that you should tell them, especially if you were like, uh, you considered yourself bisexual, whatever, and you were with a, you know, you're, uh, let's say you're having, you're a man and you were with men and you're having sex with a woman now. And you used to be with this man, you know, you're doing this, you know how y'all, you know, you having sex and you coming with a woman. You should tell that woman because you can give that woman, that woman might catch something. You, that woman could give you something too. So it ain't just you, but you can give that, you can, you might give that woman hepatitis you know, a, uh, because you're, you're, you know, doing this in this, the poop and all that stuff. That's, that's where it's coming from. Cause that's where you're doing it at, you know? So you can give a lot of diseases if you don't disclose a lot of stuff. So I think if you're, if you're hopping around with like women and men, and this is goes for you too, women. I think that you should disclose. Cause a lot of people you, you experiment with other sexes, same sex, and you don't tell you don't tell your your new partner or you don't tell the partner you with. You come back and say, oh, okay, you know, that's it. I did this with this person and nobody know and you keeping it on the download. I think that it's, it's appropriate and it's, it's, it's uh, having integrity to tell the new, somebody new that you with, you should tell them, hey, this is what, this is where I've been. Okay, just to be honest, if they judge you, then, you know, look, that's them. But I think you should be honest with them just like, if you're with somebody having sex with them and you got a, multiple partners, you should disclose that you have multiple partners. Don't lie and tell them, oh, it's just you. Because when that person gets something, guess what? All of a sudden, you know, they got this stuff and you didn't disclose to them. So I think it's very important to disclose that stuff to them. For me, specifically, if, if I knew a man that had a past where he was into men, I would, I would not like um, not date him. You know, I wouldn't let that eliminate me from dating him. You know, I always tell people that like the friend I was telling you guys about, like I would have, I would have like married him, like literally, like that was, even though he was with those men, you know, because I don't, that's not who I'm seeing him as. Now, if you trying to be with me and doing all of that stuff, no, you know, I'm not going to do that because it's, it's just too risky. But if you say, if, if it's a man that's coming from, he's coming from a lifestyle, he's been, you know, transgender, homosexual and you know this is an example and he said you know what i want to be yeah you know if i love you you love me we can be together but you have to have you we have to have that conversation we have to talk to each other i, I need to know you you know because just like it, and it brings a lot of insecurity because he might think that i might leave him for a man another man and I might think he might leave me for another man, you know, because that's his past. So it brings up a lot of insecurity. But when you have trust and you talk to people, you have an understanding. So I think, yeah, I think you should disclose that, especially if you love somebody. This is somebody you want to be with. Yeah, disclose your interests. Disclose your what you experimented in in the past. Like disclose it because what you're doing is you're open, you're you're closing any door that the enemy could be trying to open in your marriage, in your relationship. You're being straight up in the tape uh, up front with that person, and you're saying, "Hey, this is how I used to be. This was my, you know, my past. Um, 
and you you know you letting every you letting y'all putting all of all the things on the plate you know taking you putting all the eggs in the basket whatever however you say that quote you you putting it all out there and this is how i am with anyone especially that i am close to that i am um you know with that i'm i'm investing in even when it was sexual relation like i need to i want to know <laughs> you know like don't be afraid to tell tell me i remember i was talking to this guy and, and he told me at that time this was some years ago he wasn't this way anymore but he had we he had start crying in front of me because he said he used to be um he said he used to be homosexual he was an escort and he was a, literally a like a prostitute and he would do things with other men because i noticed that he would shave his whole body and i was like why do you shave your whole body like me you know that's what i do and he was like oh well you know um I used to be this and this is what I used to do. And so his, he said that in the past, the girlfriend that he had, she was into women and that's how they got together because they were both attracted to the same sex. And then they ended up getting together. And then what happened was years later, they end up having a kid and he is not like he's, um, you know, they ended up having a kid together. You know, he was into men, she was into women and they got together. They, that's what happened. That's how they met. So, you know, who knows how, how the story will turn out, you know, who knows, but you just, you just be open to people with people and you, you, you show love to them regardless of what's going on because you just never know. And I, I just think like people miss so many opportunities, uh, to get to know some great people because they judge them from the outer, you know, the, uh, outer, like, you know, the outer, um, appearance. I've met so many, uh, great people. And I feel like, it is discriminatory to look at somebody and see their lifestyle and you just judge and say, okay, oh, he, he got this on today. You know, no, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not, no, that's, that, no, that's wrong. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't assume you, you shouldn't assume because you see something. I mean, some of their, so just some, so much talented people, uh, especially makeup artists. I went to get my makeup done for this wedding. And um, yeah, a guy did my makeup. A guy, a guy did my makeup. I went into the place, and um, I said I looked at everybody else's face, and it was this one guy, and I was just obsessed with his makeup. And I said, "Can you do my makeup?" You know, and he said, "Yeah, give me a second. I said, "Yeah, I want him to do my makeup," and he did my makeup, and and it was so beautiful, you know, because. I, he, and it was a guy. It was a guy. And he was such a, he was so good at what he, he, man, some of the best cosmetologists are men. You know, when I was in cosmetology, I got cosmetologist of the year. The next year, this guy who went to my school, he got cosmetologist of the year. And this, this dude, this dude did some fire curls. I can't stand them roller sets. I'm talking about that in my uh, little film, but oh God, and them finger waves. Oh, I hated doing those. I, I, I mean, look <laughs> but he did some fire um he man he was he was he he was so talented and you know he had a twin you know and so uh his he had a twin it was a girl his twin was a girl so i i mean so 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 much talent so you just yeah you you'll be surprised how many like good people you would meet you know and and spreading christ y'all see this is how you know when you when you on a when you on a higher level you don't just look at people and you don't judge them and you try to like scoot yourself away from them or you don't sit by them because you don't 
because you scared someone gonna hop on you. That's how you know a lot of y'all. That's how you know a lot of y'all not on y'all 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 needs to y'all gotta grow. That's how you know you have to grow because you scared to sit on the side of somebody. You you don't even want to hold their hand because you think the spirit gone or whatever you think they got that you ain't got because they probably scared that whatever they nasty whatever you looking at them is nasty. You scared that that's they they probably scared that whatever you got gonna pop up on them so they don't want to touch you. But you think that you all that. And you just this clean little holy person and you're not because when people see you, they see everything on you and you don't see it because you don't know what's on you. So that's how you know you haven't you haven't grown yet and you need to do some, some work, some work on yourself. Because just because you a, a person's life looks nice on social media, they got everything look perfect and clean and nice, don't mean you have the power. You got the power to do. See, the goal is to is to be able to grow in a way that you can help other people. When you walk in a room, people want people want to change. That people want to change because you just walked in the room. When you walked in the room, people feeling better because you just walked in the room. You you don't have to do all these rituals and all this crazy stuff. Cause see, cause God is in you, and the power is walking in your in your shadow is healing people. This is this is where God is trying to take a lot of y'all. But y'all too busy. You scared. You scared to walk outside, you know, because you see somebody with a bunch of tattoos on in their face and stuff, and you 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 scared to even talk to them because you think that you you gonna they gonna hurt you or something. That's that's what that's how you know that a lot of you guys are not you you need some growing to do. I'm not trying to be rude, but it's it's real, you know. Why why should I be afraid? to have a conversation or be in community with somebody that might identify themselves as homosexual when I know who I am. Obviously, you're not at a point where you know who you are. Yeah, the yeah, the Bible said, you know, a lot of y'all, well, the Bible said, y'all be real quick. The Bible says don't don't fellowship with believers. Yeah, we know that. It's saying if you send somebody being drunkards and crazy, you gonna go over there and do that? That's what it's saying. It's not saying you don't talk to people and, and you know, you don't say hello. Y'all getting to the point you don't even want to say hello. You think you just it. Because you're not at the level where God is trying to take you. You just stand, you're standing there com comfortable. And this is why when you walk in rooms, nothing is changing. You're, you're preaching or you're, you're doing your little Bible studies or you, you know, you're saying hello. You know, we got the Christians that just come in and just say hello. And you, you, you think that's it. God trying to take you up higher and you, and you can't, you don't want to go up higher. You just, oh, hello. How y'all doing? You're going back home because you don't want to deal with nothing. And God trying to take you on another level. And, and you're comfortable doing whatever you're doing and you don't want to go to another level. Yeah, because you're not on, you, you, you can't, you can't take all of yourself into that specific level. You can't take all of your, you know, vanity. Oh, you know, I just look, I, I, it's all about me today. My life, you can't take that to that next level. You, you're not ready for that. You, you want a, a piece of mud fall on a lot of y'all. That's it. Some, 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 you get a scrape of mud, fall on you. That's it. You crying. I remember going to the zoo and I'm finishing out. I remember going to the zoo and this warthog, is it called a warthog or something? 
I don't know what it's called. It was a hog, whatever. And it was just running, running, running. I was like, ugh, that little thing nasty. You know, it was running around all fat and stuff. And I was like, ugh, you know, it's running in that dirt. It's all nasty. So then some dirt flew on me. And I was like, ugh, ugh, you know, ugh. And I was just saying, ugh. And I was like, oh, man, you know, I'm, I'm dirty. And I just slapped it off. But, you know, I was a little bit older then. But... Even as like when I was, if I would have been younger, oh, I would have screamed. I hated getting, I hated getting dirty. I hated, you know, they used to be in the backyard. They was throwing mud pies and stuff. I think I threw like a, probably like two mud pies. Cause I, you know, when they got me to come outside and actually stop being all, you know, sitting there looking bougie. But, um, you know, I came outside, they was throwing mud pies and we was sliding water and stuff. I ain't used to be like that. I'd be like, ugh, you know, they'll be like, come outside, come outside, you know, so we can get our vitamin D. We would just go outside. We we would have times where we would go outside and swing. You know, they would send us outside. So they was like, yeah, slide with us. And so somebody wet me with some water. No, I threw a fit because I didn't want to. I didn't want to come outside and mess up my little cute outfits that I would have. I would be dressed up in. That's that's how I used to be. And this is how a lot of you guys are in Christianity. You're you're. Oh, you know what? I, oh no, honey, I'm not going in that. Um, and you can see it. You know. Oh, I got to get this done. Or, oh, I got to get this done. And so we so worried about. Um, you know. I'm not talking about like specific people. Like I don't just go watching people and, you know, looking at their life. I'm just saying in general from just things I've seen, not even people like I'm looking, I'm talking about people in general. You know, I don't even see, it might not even be Christians. It can just be, you know, you don't want to get your hands dirty. You don't want to get, you know, you want a, t- a title, you want the power, but you don't want to get your hands dirty. I remember telling this person, and I was talking to them and I said, I really want to be where you want to be. You know, I really want to be on that level. I said, oh, if you knew the, the what I had to go through to get to where I am today. And I said, it, it, it ain't going to just take a prayer. It's not going to take, you know, hey, hallelujah. It's going to take some certain things that God is going to have to take you through to, to, to develop what you called to do. Not what I'm called to do, what you're called to do. You know, and this woman, she saw that she was inspired and she said, you know, I, I, and I said, what I went through developed me for what I'm called to do today, but you're going to have to go through something too. That's going to call you to the level of the anointing that the God is going to give you. It's not going to be the same thing that I can't, I can't just throw something on you. And all of a sudden you starting to move into it. You got to grow into it because I can, I can pray on you all day. And you're not going to know what to, you're not going to be able to handle it. When the attacks start coming, you're going to get attacked and you're going to just, because you're not going to be able to handle that. So you have to go through certain things. You got to get your hands in the dirt and, and, and wring up the dirt and, and pull up the roots yourself. I can't pull up those roots for you and expect you to move in the same power, anointing, gifting, talents, whatever it is. You have to do that for yourself. You know, like people say, you got to pay your own price. You can say, oh, I want, that, you know, I want that car. I want that um that uh car over here. But, but did you do the work? You know, did you do? Yeah, some people okay. People might have somebody can donate it to you. That's fine. But but did you? Are you ready? Can you drive? Do you have your driver's license? Can can you get on the freeway? Are you gonna be nervous? I had to tell myself that. <laughs> you know, because when I you know I went to the I went to the uh, dealership the other day. You know, I was the whole time I was like, oh man. 
how am I even drive this thing out here? I'm going to freeway. I'm going to street. So I was just thinking about but all this other stuff, you know? So are you, you can pray for a blessing, but, but can you handle it? Are you going to be able to handle when you get married? Can you handle being with somebody else? Cause, cause a lot of y'all don't like nobody being in y'all bed and I'm, I'm, I'm guilty for that. You know, you can be in my face for 10 minutes and then I want you to leave in, in 20 minutes. That's how I used to be. Bye. You know, you, uh, one hour is enough. I'll see you tomorrow. No, <laughs> that's not how it is. So you have to ask yourself, is this, are you ready for this? You know? So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and close out and I'm going to go ahead and pray for you guys. Um, so dear heavenly father, I just come to you today. God, thank you so much for this podcast. Thank you for, uh, giving me the understanding and just showing me all these dreams and different things about this specific topic. And God, I just pray that um, something else. Oh, thank you, God. God, want me, God, it got me talking about something else now. Ooh. Something, it was another revelation he showed me about this. And what I saw, it was a dream. And I saw that this specific, there were two women. And one woman... Um, she was making the choice to come out of homosexuality. This is a dream I saw. And I saw them in a chair and they were in a chair together. And they were, I, one woman, she was like wrestling, trying to come out. But the other woman, she did not want to, she wanted to stay this way. This is what she had chose. And the other woman was, even though she wanted to come out of this, she was bound to this situation and she had to make a choice. So she was going to have to make a choice to, you know, break herself or, you know, like leave. Or she was going to compromise in this situation. So I saw this woman just very depressed and she was being tormented because the Holy Spirit was leading her to get out of this situation or this relationship because she she had this, she took on, she had this new understanding, okay, this identity, but she was in this relationship. And this other person did not have the same understanding and they this was what they wanted and so you might be in a situation where you're in a relationship with someone in same sex and the you might want to what do you do when you want to you know go another way how do you tell this specific person do you guys pray and, and work this out together i i actually um i had a dream and i met a, a couple years ago when I was 19, it was the same exact situation. And I ministered to them both, you know, and they both had told me that they were trying to, you know, come out of this day. They, the Lord had convicted both of them and they were so grieved because they knew that they were going to end a relationship and they were so grieved, you know, and that was the first time I had seen that situation. And so they were, I prayed with them because they said, well, you know, we, we want to, we don't want to leave each other. We love each other, but <laughs> you know, we, we, we have this understanding that we, we kind of want to, you know, we want to do it God's way or like we, they had a conviction, you know? And so what do you do when you're in a relationship or marriage, when y'all both have this conviction to, um, you know, separate or you, you're, you're leaving this old identity, identity, I would say, like, what do you do? And so that's something you pray and you ask the Lord to lead you 
And yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have a grieving. It's gonna it's just like that dream I saw. They were connected. Like I saw them connected together. And the other one was pulling the other one because she didn't she was on she didn't understand like why can't I let you go? Like why because you are connected to it, it's almost yeah it's it's a it's a soul it's like a soul tie and when people say like a soul tie you know I'm not talking about okay like you tied to a string no anything can break like anything could it was you had a you had a uh, I would say you had a dependency on this other person because this is what you've known for so long you know and so you create this codependency you create this relationship this codependency like you can't you don't think you can get out you know but you can you can you can get out of it and it don't have to be no big old speaking in tongues thing you have to uh, hey this is an understanding i want to go another way and so if you're uh, someone on here i want to pray for you you know that the lord leads you to 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 and guide you and whoever you are with to make that decision and to show you you know so let me go ahead and pray dear heavenly father i just come to you today God, I thank you for this podcast today. Most requested podcast. And I pray that um, you give us the mind of Christ. You show us, God, in our walk, in our relationship with you. I pray, God, that you infiltrate us, Lord, with your Holy Spirit. You fill us with your Holy Spirit, God. You continue to to develop us, God. Develop us, Lord, and let your spirit penetrate through our very beings from the top of our head to the soles of our feet and everything that is in you, God, that conflicts with who you are. I pray that it is revealed. Shine a light on those areas, God. Shine a light on those little identities and those little things that that are in us, that are around us, God, that don't line up or that don't match what you might want us to become or what you want us to be in this specific season or this specific time. Lord, we know that there is no condemnation in you. There is no condemnation in Christ. So anyone on this podcast that is feeling condemned, that is that's sitting there crying and you're feeling bad and the enemy is telling you, oh, you're going to hell, you're going to hell. I come against that in the name of Jesus. God has a purpose for you. And if if you put the Lord first and you put him in your walk and you put him in your life, he is going to show you the way no matter who you are. God, I pray that you give listeners a courage to know that they are loved, each and every one of them on this podcast, that they are loved, that you love them, that you are not throwing them aside, that you are not, this is not to, to hurt them or condemn them, but you are sending a message, Lord, because they've been praying and seeking you regarding a message because they want to understand. They want to know, they want to see, and they want to understand. And they want community. They want community and they want love and they deserve to have community and love. So anyone who is on this podcast that has been hurt, they've been hurt by the way they are, by by their specific lifestyle that they're living. They've been church hurt. They've been hurt by other Christians and calling them out of their names. Lord, I pray that you heal them in the name of Jesus and you restore your relationship with them and they so that they can trust and believe that you are not a God that is going to, to, to anger and push them away 
when they are trying to find direction, they're trying to find answers. So God, I pray that you bring them back. You bring them back. And I give you their heart. And I pray that you keep them, God. You keep them, Lord. And you reveal to them that they are still loved. And we all are still loved. Thank you so much, Lord, for loving us and just being patient with all of us because we all have issues and we're all not perfect and we all have something to work on so god i thank you for loving us loving me loving us even if even though we might not necessarily deserve it but you have chosen us and you've called us worthy And so we do deserve it. We deserve your love. Even though you correct us, God, you still love us. And that will never change. And nothing can separate us from your love. Nothing can separate us from the love. I thank you, God. We worship you, God. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys. You guys be blessed. I know this was a long podcast. <laughs> so I know there were so much things and points I had to talk about. So you guys be blessed. And just stay encouraged. Also, um, go ahead and subscribe. I have a few things um, getting ready to come. If you guys are interested and you have not, I the pre-order for the covenant, um, the covenant based on the covenant series is available for pre-order now. So you can find it on Amazon. So you have to find the covenant. It's, I think it's like probably some other covenants. So mine is not, you know, like that, that um, witchcraft stuff. It's actually, You'll see the cover, but you have to make sure you um, type in Deborah Marie Rodriguez and you'll find me. So it's available for pre-order now. It's going to be releasing April 2nd. All right. April 2nd. And so you can go ahead and pre-order now. Also, I have launched counseling services. So if you're someone on this podcast and you want counseling services, we have so many different services to choose from, from um, talking about neglect and trauma from we have a counseling service based around the thrive series so we have so many um things couples counseling we have so many things uh, for you guys to choose from if you want to go ahead and take counseling so that's at the sunlight chronicles so you can do the at symbol the sunlight chronicles you can find uh, us on um facebook instagram really I, you know we have most people on um instagram and if you are looking to find um, also our podcast, you can find the ministry page at the Kingdom Divine Ministries International, or you can find us on Instagram at Deborah Marie Rodriguez Podcast. All right, you can find the podcast page. And so you can kind of get updates and everything like that. 
So share, send it to whoever you feel like who needs it. And I love you guys and God bless.